Now betting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Amory Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. And Steve Palmisano. It's Tuesday, Albuquerque. You know what that means? That means the boys are at the ABQ Dukes and Duke City Championship Wrestling Store. Let's go. We're giving away Vans money for Christmas. Let's do that. If you come to the Duke store, you can get some cool Albuquerque Duke stuff. And also, is the point of sale done for Duke City Championship Wrestling yet? Uh, No. Okay, we'll just, like, cash only on Duke City Championship Wrestling gear. So, yeah, there's a lot of fun stuff going on here at the Albuquerque Duke store, the intersection of Carlisle and Central. How's that Christmas shopping been good? People showing up? What's up? Yeah. 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 There's been, like, a lot of people in here today. This place is rocking. They've been, uh, you know, there's always those, what is this, the last week, so... There's those who plan early and those who come in in the last week. I planned early to not get Van a gift. Van? Samesies. Yeah. I didn't get myself a gift either. Yeah. Yeah. I I didn't get you one. I have a re-gifted bottle of wine in my car that I will gift to someone because it was gifted to me on my birthday the other day. (laughs) Yeah, You don't strike me as a wine connoisseur. No, and the person who gave this to me on my birthday really mailed it in. You think so? Yeah. I thought it was thoughtful. It was thoughtful. It was, th- it was thoughtful. Yeah, it was Jake Cassio. Yeah, uh, young, really young Jake Cassio. It. Yeah. He, he gave you a, a wrestling-themed bottle of no, wine Steve, gift. Steve, he said it was a wrestling-themed bottle of wine because it was a Zinfandel, and he told me that the word Infandel reminded him of someone in wrestling, and I was like... I believe... <laughs> It was the Iron Sheik. He said, the, yeah, he thought it was the Iron Sheik. And what's the hat he wears? Like the little uh, little headband thing that the Iron Sheik wears? The go fish. He draped it in one of those. No, it was Which not. I don't know it what that is. It was just wrapping paper. It was, <laughs> but it looked like it. Yeah, and it was not even birthday wrapping paper. It, it was, was passable. It was Christmas it wrapping was passable. paper. Tis the season, my friend. Do you, was it white or just Zinfandel? Well, I didn't drink it. I have no oh. idea. How would, can curious. you tell by looking at the bottle? Yeah, it says oh. White Zin on it. <laughs> you just hold your breath because it's about to be a Christmas gift to you <laughs> okay. here in just a few minutes. We're on until 7 o'clock tonight. Let's go, team. It's going to be a good one. we got a lot in the world of sports to talk about, including the return of some NBA superstars, including a super good Monday night football game last night. I think it's the first one I've watched till the very end. It was super exciting. The Kafaya or Kafaya. Yeah. Also known in Arabic as a gutra, ah, it's a traditional headdress worn by men from parts of the Middle East. It is fashioned from a square scarf and is usually made of cotton. Now I have to Google what those little bands are that keep it held together. Well, I'm into that. I, um, they're straps. I think they're called straps. Straps. Okay, we'll go with straps. Yep. What's straps in Arabic? We gave away, and by we, I mean Howie's, gave away $500 last night at halftime on the Howie Sports page. Uh, Bad news, Steve. Your name was called. Yeah, you weren't in attendance. Yeah. Yeah. Where were you at? That sucks. We were worried about you. Yep. Uh, Where was I last night? A lot of people asked where you were. I think I went to the Howie's on 4th. That's not a. (laughs) Okay. That's not a. Please don't look for that. That's (laughs) that's actually a transmission shop. Doesn't exist. 
I, I kept like, looking around. Howard's. Because, like, what happened to Howie's? Yeah, you go, it's gone down. This place is wild. <laughs> it's an adult bookstore, <laughs> yeah, Steve. It's not what, what I thought it was. Uh, it was a, yeah, it's actually a. Um, I'm doing my Christmas shopping at, at Howie's, the Duke's team store. Uh, Steve is doing his Christmas shopping at Howard's Adult Cur- Books. Yes, that's correct. <laughs> you can get anything you like. You do have deal. You have holiday deals going on, or what's up? Uh, no holiday deals. Oh, okay. No, just holiday cheer. Okay, but ten percent yeah. off if you come while the boys are here. So yes. do that. that make is your accurate. way over. We are. Over. Did you hear that? It's ten percent off. We ban talking to patrons. <laughs> that's great radio. But yeah, we're here till seven. The store is open till seven. Is that right, Steve? Six. It's open till we're we're not here anymore. Okay, yeah. seven o'clock. Got we're it. Keeping the lights on till seven, baby. Yes. Let's go. And that's that's our new thing is staying to the end because I stayed till the end of Monday Night Football last night. Congratulations! So I, my first that's a big, one all that's year. That's a big day for you. Normally, I give up uh, early. I lose interest. I go. This one is not the one for me. I say that every time. So really, it's not that this one is not the one. It's uh, anyone is not the one for me until last night. Whenever. The Seattle Seahawks took it down to the wire with the Philadelphia Eagle Boys, and they, yeah, they put, they hung that L on them, took it away from Jalen Hurts, and I think that probably hurt a lot of people in their fantasy football playoffs. So I don't know if you stayed to watch the end of the competition yep. or see the unfiltered sadness of friend of the show, New Mexico United's David Weese Carl, who is an Eagles fan. Yeah, he did not do well with He said some bad words. I heard them. Yeah, he said some bad words. And, oh, boy, uh, Jordan Love Jr. comes all the way across the field to pick off that ball at the very end. Mm -hmm. And and as he's... I don't think they're related. Who? The other love. Jordan, I believe Jordan Love Jr. is related. Not Buddy Love from the smash hit The Nutty Professor. A completely different love. Okay. Trying to think of another love name. Cupid? Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, that's the one. I'm well done. Mm-hmm. So as he comes across the field, and uh, how many how many cameras are on an NFL game on Monday night? I want to say thousands, but probably only hundreds. Yeah, pro- there's probably a yeah. hundred, right? Yeah. They have every angle of everything that's ever happened. And I'm a guy who hates replay. We've been over this sure. 100,000 times. So as he comes all the way across the field, he, he, he goes up, he comes down with it. He's, he's a dude, right? He's got the, the whole thing done, right? Sure. So as he comes down with it, uh, it's the toe tap, it's the double tap, and the, and the official runs over, and he, and he does the hands over his head like you would do uh, in an action movie if you're trying to stop a runaway truck from going through a barricade. Right. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. And then he points his arm the other way, and you go, this thing's over. Let's go. But no one at Howie's did that. They all go, wait for the replay. (laughs) And I hate this about sports. Where is my moment of jubilation? Where is my moment of cheer or jeer at the end of an exciting game with what is arguably the most exciting finish possible? It's all ruined by dumb slow motion replay and analysis. in, In your defense, in this one moment, Finally, you got it right. Because not only did the replay take forever, I think they got it wrong. They analyzed the replay for like 15 minutes. It was too long. And it, I don't think it's toe-tapped. No. I, I think the Eagles had another chance at this thing, yeah. and they ruined it. I thought it was toe-tapped. No. I did not. I don't think his, his first foot hit the ground. I think it was slightly hovering above the grass, and they got it wrong. 
when the official ran over. And by the way, there's an official right there. You see it on the 1,000 replays. He's like watching the dude cut, like like come across the field, go up. What's his name? Jordan Love Jr. Come down with it, mm-hmm. and he's like he's got he's got one his left hand on his left hip and his right hand on his right hip, and he's looking and he goes, "Oh yeah, that's an interception. Game's over. Call it other way." And I go. This is the most exciting. Oh, I'm going to go take a restroom break. Wait forever. Yeah, let me. Can I, I'm going to go take a drag off a cigarette. I played a whole game of pool. That was wild. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was. It was you set the high score on Contra, which I thought, <laughs> why do you have a copy of Contra? And then I thought, why do you have so much time to be able to do that? I bought an NES system. Yeah. Brought it. Had got it, it out of my car. You. Hooked it up. Yeah. Played the entirety of Contra, and mm-hmm. then they ended up getting the call wrong anyways. I just, I think I hate it, boys. Like, I like I know I'm old man slow right now, and I'm telling everyone to get off my lawn. Sure. But what if we just got rid of all instant replay, and we just did the thing? It would be so much better. The end of that moment, because we would have got to see, and this is just for us, but you know who Eagles fan is out there. We would have got to see David Weesey Carl rip his jersey off and tear it in half and jump on it and spit in mm-hmm. the face of anyone who tried to mm-hmm. console him, but we didn't because he goes, well, fingers crossed for the replay. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. And usually I am, uh, I'm oppo you almost all the time. Yeah. And I'm oppo you in your instant replay take, obviously, because I want him to get it right. No, I don't care Take the time to get it right. I want the emotion. You don't want some giant controversy <laughs> ripping a win from the winning team. But they took all that time and got it wrong. They do that to Dallas all the time. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Here yeah. we go. Okay. We beat one team all year. Okay. We refuse to win on the road. We're not as good as everyone thinks. <clears throat> also, we're not going to win any of our final three games oh, of the season. Dallas Cowboys. Come on. They're going to beat Miami? They're going to win out. No. Yes. No, they are Yes, not. they are. They are. They're going to beat Detroit. Detroit. Yes. No. Detroit can't even beat, uh, who was it, Chicago? Who did they lose to two weeks ago? You think they I... lost to Chicago. That is accurate. <laughs> Van only knows well, they that. demolished the Broncos. Sunday. Yeah. What, I only know that because I had some skin in the game? Yeah. <laughs> I watched the fourth quarter. Broncos yeah, sure. lost to who? Uh, 72 to what? Oh, it was man. so many points. Yeah, it was so it was long just ago. an aggressive. All right, so let me get this straight. <laughs> You're about to say they're going to whoop Miami, and then the reason you're going to cite the Broncos getting whooped on is because no. of Miami. No, the reason they're going to win out is because it's the Dallas Cowboys. No, they are not. <clears throat> it's their year. They're not good. They pretended to be good, and then they tricked a couple Same people. Same thing with the Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles are not good. No. We're watching that thing last night. And Same thing with the Kansas City uh, Chiefs. There's only one good team. It's the San Francisco 49ers. I know. I've seen them all. San Francisco is pretty good. Last night, Christian McCaffrey's calling the plays on Manning cast. He's <laughs> like, look at the way they lined up here. He's like, okay, this tight end's going to take a step back. It's going to be a draw up the middle here. And, pulling a Romo. That, oh, my gosh, because that's how predictable <clears throat> this Philadelphia lazy offense is. This is how terrible this team is. They got zero. They got nothing. They got one play that can get them three yards. They should just run that one play all the time. They should run no other plays. You're exactly right. <laughs> I think they should do the tush push, get three yards, do it four times, and go all the way down the field over. 
and over Take and ten, over ten again. Ten minutes off the clock. Every Excuse time. me, brother. The only brotherly show. Just because uh, Kelsey like gets half a yard before they even start. And they finally got called on it last night. I mean, the NFL is obviously cheating for the Kelsey that was brothers. The re- I mean, let's, let's <laughs> talk about that. Replayed on that one. The NFL loves the idea that a center can be the face of a team. <laughs> I can't name a more famous lineman in the history of the NFL. Say Nate Noonan. I'll punch you right in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the most famous lineman in the history of the NFL? It's, Tra- it's Travis Kelsey's brother. No, it, it's... Uh, can't think of the guy's name. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh-huh. Go. The, the Coke, the Coke bottle commercial. Hey, you're too oh too tall, Jones. That's a defensive that's, lineman. Yeah, that's still a lineman. Still so lineman. good answer. Yeah. Joe Green. All, no, you mean Joe Green. You're you're referring defensive lineman. <laughs> I'm talking about offensive lineman. He's the most oh. famous there's, offensive lineman ever. Mike Ditka, maybe. There's Joe lineman. Thomas. There's Joe Thomas, and then there's Jason Kelsey, and that's it. The real answer is not what you're saying. The real answer is maybe Orlando Pace, maybe Tony Baselli, but it's not. It's Travis Kelsey's brother. The NFL's on purpose allowed this play to exist so they can make a new famous guy at a position. I didn't last night know about his New Orleans outfit until we're sitting at Monday Night Football, and they're like, do you know how famous this cat is? He can wear a funny hat and look like an extra in a in a Broadway production of Aladdin. And I was like, I was like, I have no idea what you guys are talking about. And it's the first hundred search results on anything because the NFL knows how to make this dude famous. It's the machine. If you're trying to denigrate his Super Bowl speech that he gave to the city of Philadelphia, I've never even heard it. I've you're wildly it. wrong. What is it? It is it. epic. It is extinction level awesome what does he say i've never heard of it you want to uh should we have bob dig it up and play no, it no that's the point it's not we memorable. can't because it's expletive laden that's the point i'm trying to get to you don't know what he said i don't know what he said steve palmasano doesn't even know what he said friend of the show driving around doesn't have a clue what travis kelsey's brother said but the nfl can make anyone think that anything is cool because they got the pr squad behind them all right 505-246-0610 Best Super Bowl parade speech ever. If you're number one at a thing that no one is trying to be number one at, <laughs> bet you the NFL wrote it for him, whatever it is. The answer is Steve Kerr. He wasn't in a Super Bowl. Hmm? Steve Kerr was not in a Super Bowl. <laughs> he won a championship, went on you a parade. Said Super you Bowl. Said Super oh, did I say Super Bowl? If you just said championship. Championship parade. Excuse me. You're excused. Thank you. It's not the best one. The best one ever is Mark Madsen, and he doesn't use words. Mark Madsen? He just dances. The guy that's in all the Tarantino films? No, that's um, Michael that, Madsen. That's Michael Madsen. <laughs> Who's like a really good actor in He's those great specific actor. movies only. I've never seen him in anything else. I have no idea. If he was supposed to be Vincent Vega in Pulp Fiction. Do you know that? Michael well, Madsen they, over John Travolta? Well, John Travolta was Vincent Vega. Correct. Yeah. And, or, and originally Samuel L. Jackson was not going to be Samuel L. Jackson. Yes. He was going to be Veen Rain. He was going to be Marcellus Wallace. Yes. Not Jules. Yes. Yeah. It ended up working out the way it, it should. It was kind of perfect. You could have put Denzel in the Jules role and it would have been fine. I disagree. Uh, we don't know. 
We'll never know. The only character you can't change in a whole movie is Tim Roth. It was written for him. He was fire. Yeah, it was perfect. Friend of the show, Brian's joining us. If he's about to talk to me about how Travis Kelsey's brother is a legit good football player, I'm going to be very upset. Brian, All right, Brian, hot Pulp Fiction takes. Let's go. This, this may be a little before your time. You remember a guy by the name of William Williams. Perry, the fridge? for the That's show? the one. Yep, he was in WWE. Give me him. William Perry. That's the one, Brian. Good, good there answer. There you go. All right. I like that. William Perry is on the list of most famous linemen ever. Friend of the show, Adolph, joins oh, us as well. Oh, let's go. Adolph, what's up, brother? Hey, hey, are you guys talking about offensive linemen or defensive linemen, or does it make a difference? Offense only. Offense only? Okay, well, well yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The fridge is out. Webster, the, the center for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, how about the great offensive uh, uh, tackle, I believe, Anthony Munoz? Well, the yeah. uh, Cincinnati oh, Bengals. Legend. Yeah, that's a good answer. Anthony Munoz is a great answer. Then why wasn't the NFL behind him like they are Travis Kelsey's brother making up special plays and allowing him to move the football and stuff? Anthony Munoz didn't have the oh, number one have... podcast. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's why. And he was a left yeah, tackle. I mean, you know, it's a different... It, it, it's a different era. How about Jerry Kramer, the great guard for the Green Bay Packers? All right, that's a good answer, too. There's a couple yeah, good I mean, offensive linemen. But, like, super famous, like Travis Kelsey's brother? Yeah, Gene Upshaw. Yeah, that's a good answer. Well, My dude well, I grew yeah, up Art with, Shell, Bruce Art Matthews. And Gene Upshaw, what was that, Art Highway Shell. 63 for the old Oakland Raiders? Art Shell and Gene Upshaw got way more famous after playing. Like, everything they did to um, help the game after the fact, I'm into. I just don't think Travis Kelsey's brother is special. That's all I'm saying. And he gets special rules from the NFL. Well, yeah, but it's a different era. That's good. Point. And, you know, just, just thinking of, I don't know, uh, uh, Jim Otto, the great center for the old Open Raiders. All of the Washington you know, Redskins the, for the 10 years in the dirtiest player in, in pro football, Conrad Dover. Richie Incognito. You know, the, the great tackle, offensive tackle for the uh, then St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, hey, you, guys, like, you guys really Adolf's got me thinking now. Yeah, man. Adolf's got a love for offensive linemen. Offensive lineman connoisseur Adolf, Adolf on the program. Adolf's offended uh, John, for my lack of offensive linemen. John linemen. Hanna, the great Hall of Famer for the uh, Patriots. John Hanna. The, the guy who used to do Letterman brought all those, brought all those snakes on there? <laughs> I don't think that was him. But John oh, that's Jack Hanna. That was Jack Hanna. Jack yeah. Hanna. Yeah, that's Jack Hanna. But John Hanna was a great offensive lineman. Uh, back in the day for the Patriots. I mean, hey, I'm, I'm naming Hall of Famers here. Larry Allen. Dan Deerdorf or GTFO. It's Dan Deerdorf yeah. is who it is. Give me Dan yeah, Deerdorf. Deerdorf, yeah. Um, you... Larry Allen, yeah, he's, he's up Ooh, there. Ooh, Larry Allen, that's who a good one. Oh, Dallas. That might Dallas has a team? <laughs> that's wild. Like a pro one? Yeah, back then. <laughs> Adolf, happy holidays, brother. Hey, thank you very much. Same to y'all. Have a good one. Like, I'm out. I like Take him. care. I like him so much. All I'm saying is special rules for a non-special player. That's all I'm saying. Travis they, Kelsey's brother ain't stuff. He had a false start. Like, they're actually watching him, so that's good, instead of just letting him get away with anything he wants. Because the guy who actually, get, actually gets it, Pete Carroll, is like, hey, pay attention to this cheater. Because mm. I've been around a long time. I've done so much for this league. You got a guy that stays cheating. Just watch. <laughs> you don't have to do a replay. You can just call an actual regular penalty. 
When we get back, man. Okay. Here's my th- last thought. <laughs> Go on. I'm sorry I got so fired up. I just want excitement in sports again. That's all I'm trying to get to. I want to get rid of replays so I can have excitement, and I want the NFL to stop cheesing it so that quarterbacks don't have to be good at quarterbacking anymore and they just have to lean forward three yards. There's only four good quarterbacks in the whole league, and they're trying to cheese up Jalen Hurts into being a good one. He's the best of the second tier. The best of the first tier made an an announcement today on if he's returning to the game, and we'll talk about that whenever we get back. It's two men on live from the Albuquerque Duke store. Come hang out with us as there's a ton of Dukes gear for sale for the holidays. Also, Duke City Championship Wrestling Apparel going up on the wall as we speak. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Alan. She can batty and she know it already. Shake her money, make her nice, raining like confetti. It look light, put that thing real heavy. DJ running back, it's a jam, shake your jelly. Back on the program, back live from the ABQ Duke store. Texture's coming at me kind of hard. It's the thing. I am sorry if your favorite team is not good right now. That sucks. But you're not mad at me. You're not mad at your friends. You're not even mad at yourself. It's okay. Also, do not let it come as a surprise to you. If your team, which has not been good in over 30 years, is not currently good right now. Like, that sucks. What do you want me to do? You want me to climb to the top of the Sandia Mountains and say, I'm going to stay up here until the Cowboys are good. Yeah. Not going to do that. Why? Because they're not good, man. They are good. Their biggest weekend is, is road games. Last time we talked about Dallas, they had lost to somebody. And I said they're going to be fine. Oh, they did that again. Yeah, that's their thing. Yeah, they did that again this weekend. Like their third loss? In, in their defense. In their defense. The whole team had the flu, apparently. Right. Yeah. They and, played like it for sure. Right. Yeah. And they got there, and they wouldn't let them practice in the practice. <laughs> nope. <so. laughs> uh-uh. That's not. Because <laughs> Dak Prescott mitterated on the Buffalo Bills practice field that's right. why i don't know that's not true brad the cowboys a- put it on the eagles the other day you know what i just saw how bad the eagles are that's not impressive the eagles are not good well they're not good now because dallas humiliated them. oh Ooh. dallas is what exposed them yeah it was dallas yeah so they're they're having a rough time right now the philadelphia eagles lost three in a row and they were dangerously close in the previous four games to losing seven in a row that's wild, dude. Isn't that wild? Seven in a row is how many of the dog on Monday Night Football has won, which was crazy of a stat. I'm going the other way next week. Yeah. <laughs> going I'm going, I'm going against I'm going against the trend. I'm betting heavily on the favorite next Monday. Who's playing? Why would I know that? It's not Monday. <laughs> it's, it's Christmas. Yeah. Three teams are it's playing. It's Tuesday, bro. That's so far away. Next next Monday is Christmas. There's right. three games. There's so many NFL and NBA games on Christmas that the WWE canceled Monday Night Raw. They said, we're going to do a clip show. We can't compete. The longest episodic running television show in the history of television was like, nah, fam, we can't go up against the NFL on, on Christmas. Who in their right mind goes up against the NFL? Idiots. The answer is idiots. 
the Real Housewives of Atlanta are the only <laughs> TV show that can compete with the NFL. The only team to beat them are the only team. The only show to beat the NFL in ratings this year at all, even like some of the NFL, yeah. I think it's the Golden Bachelor. Yeah. I'm not joking. Yeah. Is that really it? Yeah, it's true. Also, like presidential press conferences, the NFL doesn't even cut to it. They're like, change the channel if you want. I yeah. dare you. A boring uh, Joe Biden one? Yeah. Only if we got cool Donald Trump ones. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything I missed from his presidency, it was like the unnecessary, <laughs> like every other day press conference. Like press conference where he's just calling like leaders of other countries dogs. And you're like, <laughs> oh, I missed that. That was a perfect telephone call. He treated politics the way that I treat radio, just like so much hyperbole. Just everything that happens is the greatest or worst thing to ever happen. That's um, just about all the credit I can give that human being is the dudes and entertainment. Yeah, he's a he gets Kurt it. Kurt Cobain picked him he out. He gets it. We're all just entertainers mm-hmm. named Donald Trump. Yeah. Like speaking of entertainers, the best one in football is not currently playing football. That is correct. Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers said today on the Pat McAfee show. That if he were 100%, he'd be pushing and come back, but he's not there. Quote, being medically cleared as 100% healed is not realistic in 14 weeks. So I guess he gets to trust medicine now. Ah, now. <laughs> if there was a playoff push, he'd be like, you know what? I'm just going to get out there and I'm going to grit it out. I'm a teammate. Like, I'm going to go out there and give it my all. There's no playoff contention. He you doesn't know? care anymore. He you gets know? to be on the sideline and get the same amount of of attention that he would have got if he was playing. It, uh, the television shows Aaron Rodgers more than Zach Wilson, and Zach Wilson is the active quarterback on television. He's the reigning AFC Offensive Player of the Week. I mean, that was you know, not this that was week. awesome. Yeah, I mean, they haven't really. picked this week yeah, yet, got, so I mean, you're still, shut raining, still raining. Week, so, I mean, yeah. it's just, I mean, uh-huh. until they take the title off. Yeah, hand that crown yeah. over. To be the man, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, there's all that, and... You know, also, the quarterback play is the worst that it's literally ever been in the history of sports, ever. In the history of the NFL, there is worse quarterbacking now than ever. Ever. We wouldn't have said that at the beginning of the season. No, it looked different at the beginning of the season. Sure. Aaron Rodgers had two Achilles. Uh-huh. Anything could have happened. Instead, we, I'm, I'm riding Joe Flacco to a fantasy football league championship. I'm not joking about that sentence. Are you referring to winner of three straight, Joe Flacco? Over three hundo and three tutties, Joe Flacco. Exponentially better than their two hundred and friggin' eighty-seven million dollar man, the pervert Deshaun Watson. Joe Flacco, who said, "Steve, yeah, I'm just playing really good because my kids get it now." Mm. Like what? Yeah. <laughs> Everyone, start having kids sooner. Like, go have, go have really young kids, unless you're Anthony Edwards. Go have really young kids. Great jab. I got you. Great jab. The Anthony Edwards stuff is so good that right now. That is so wild. The NBA is so good right now. Ja Morant returns tonight mm. for the first time after a 25-game suspension. That team is like nine and whatever is left over mm. in 25 games. That might not even be correct. It might be six and whatever is left over. The NBA is about to be super hot, super fire. How many do you think he plays before he does something stupid again? One. He sees Draymond getting all this attention. He hates Don't it. you think he's going to do something stupid? He's going to out Draymond Draymond. Yes. Guaranteed. But probably with a firearm. 
whether it's real or fake. It'll be it'll be I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Who yeah. knows? Don't do either. He's going to score a bat. He's going to score like a breakaway dunk, get fouled like an and one one, and then he's going to stand underneath the rim and he's going to make a finger pistol and he's going to put it into a, a imaginary holster on his side and the NBA is going to go just go home. Go home. Go home. Go home. <sighs> Does is there an an XFL for the NBA? Because <laughs> John Morant needs to be the star of that league. Where's the N1 Miss me. for the NFL right now? Miss me with John Morant. We'll continue our NBA talk when we get back because the greatest championship in the history of all sports was unveiled last night in Los Angeles. And it was I hate a you so spectacle much. and a sight to be seen. This is so dumb. It's two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. Live from the Albuquerque Duke store. Don't forget, those Monday night football games we were talking about, man, you can hear them all here on the Sports Animal Ooh, Monday, cool. Thursday, and Sunday night football. The whole bunch of friends of the show hanging out at the Albuquerque For Duke sure. store today. Let's go. What a day. The Albuquerque Duke store just put up a brand new Duke City Championship Wrestling banner in the back. It's where all the Duke City Championship Wrestling apparel is. And that's only the second best banner to go up this week, Van. As the Los Angeles Lakers. Dumb. Revealed. It's dumb. Debuted. Still dumb. Released. It's getting dumber. Uh, uh, presented. Sh- showed. Uh, created. To... To an eruptious applause. There. 2023 in season tournament championship. Let's go, squad. Let's go, squad. That was weak. This is the dumbest thing in the history of sports. Best thing I've ever seen. It's not a tournament. That's (laughs) not what that word means. These are regular season games that they were going to play anyway. Yeah, it's a super sweet in-season tournament banner. And the way they unveiled it, it it says in-season tournament champions. And it's got, for some reason, a trophy that's (laughs) never been won before, like like the silhouette of it. But then on the left-hand side, in very tiny letters, Itty bitty tiny letters. Uh-huh. It, it has the number twenty twenty three in the upper left hand corner, leaving so much space for for future in season tournament championships. And they put it there with the the NBA, the World Championship banners that uh-huh. the Lakers have won. The, sure. The the I assume dozens of them. I don't know the t- actual number. Historically, they've done well. Seventeen or whatever <laughs> it is. I have no idea. I mean, they have. They Throughout the lot. history of their. Uh, organization they've done pretty good winning real ones this isn't a real tournament these are regular season games that these doofuses would have played anyways just because they play one extra one in vegas that's not what tournament means yeah they're the winners of it that dome championship was real no that wasn't either okay just checking that's the hardest one ever won is it yes Hmm. they had to live they were all Whenever they were playing the games, is Bubble Boys. The Bubble Championship. Yeah, and I was like, this is incredible. You're all bubbly. Yeah. This is wild. Under the dome. <clears throat> oh, yeah, MJ fans. Who's the GOAT now? Let's go. <laughs> How many in-season tournaments did MJ win? But really, Loser. Is the answer zero? 
It's zero. Yeah, because LeBron's <laughs> undefeated, and, I'm, and he'll be undefeated again next year when he wins the one next year playing with a younger LeBron Jr. on the same team. It's a, po- a legit possibility. Yes, it's, it's a, a legit possibility. Yeah, and then and then you'd be like, who's better all time, Michael, Michael Jordan or LeBron? You'd be like, in two seasons, LeBron James has three in-season tournament championships because <laughs> – him and his son won one together, so that counts as two. <laughs> two James, three James tournaments <laughs> yes. total? Well, his son's already uh, beat his NCAA scoring record, so, that's I mean, awesome. that's really good. Let's go on that. Yeah. Apparently, the NBA made the Lakers put the banner up. Made them? Apparently. Wasn't it LeBron's idea to have that in-season game? Oh, God, you're not wrong. Right. Oh, I, I guarantee you that's probably his idea. He's like, we're never going to win a real one again with Nikola Jokic in the league. So can we have, like, a little one, like a lesser one that we can pretend that we won every year? We can paint the floor. be cool. But let's have it before John Morant comes back. Yeah, we don't want him in it. <laughs> There's no way. I don't want him dunking on me in the tournament finale. It's awesome that the Lakers won the whole thing, though, because they're the team to raise it. Like, you couldn't have the Grizzlies raise it. They've never won anything. The only thing ever. Yeah. yeah, like if you walk in there and you'd see that, and it would just become a meme so very quick. But with the Lakers, no. 17, they have 17 championships. How giant would that banner have been in Oklahoma City? <laughs> they would have just, they would have un. They would have unfurled it mm-hmm. from the biggest building in town. It actually they just coated one side of the whole building. The left, the left side of it, it's actually so big it stretches into Missouri. And the left <laughs> side of it's like on the arch. And the right side of it is all the way down to Oklahoma City. You're like, oh, these guys really embrace this. This is their thing. Hey, Sean Kemp, what are you doing next Thursday? <laughs> <laughs> you want to unfurl a banner with us, Gary Payton? Let's put this on the top of the space needle, y'all, because they used to be, and that's fine. It wasn't. Yes. Okay, thank you. Also them. Yeah, Yeah, also them. Yeah, it took me a second. They deserve it, too. (sighs) They're they're in theory going to win the championship, right? The Los Angeles Lakers? Yeah. The National Basketball Association championship? That's correct. Oh, you are an insane person. I just... I mean, everything I have shows me that they're currently the best team in the NBA. There is no way Nikola Jokic exists. He is the greatest basketball player in the history of the world. The Lakers are only three games over 500. That's they not, might that's miss not the playoffs. Very good. No. The Timberwolves are sitting at 20 and 5. This is the problem with the NBA. They shouldn't even start until Monday. Yeah. Like, what have they, they've been playing 25 games? Has anyone been watching the Celtics go 20 and 5? Rudy Gobert did not surrender after he got choked out. He started playing better basketball. Yes, Steve, that was a France joke. (laughs) The Clippers have won eight in a row. There's some insane balling going on in the NBA right now. And no one knows because nothing matters. Hey, it's about to be Christmas. We're going to start watching basketball in like a week. Right. This is really exciting. Hey, what if I were to tell you like, oh, Trailblazers are on a seven-gate slide. They're looking bad. You're like, oh, no one could be worse than that. Here come the Detroit Pistons with a steel chair 
losing 24 consecutive games right now. Yeah. Sitting at 2-25. and 25. Do you know what that means? That means there was a time when they were a game above 500. We, we, didn't, we didn't hit on this, but the Texas Rangers won one more game than the Detroit Pistons in November. One to zero. The Detroit Pistons didn't win a game in the month of November. They play three games a week. Hey, spoiler. They also haven't won one in December <laughs> as of yet. Oh, this is so crazy. Poor Detroit. God, they suck, dude. At least Detroit has Kid Rock. No one's ever <laughs> said that. Yeah, I know. Oh, there it is. What are you looking for? Uh, the in-season merch. You can buy in-season tournament yeah. champion merch? Yeah, are you, are you printing it here at the Duke's team store? No, I'm going to buy one for myself because it's cool. <laughs> is it just like it says Lakers on it? Sweet. Is it just a plain text thing? Oh yeah, that sucks. That shirt sucks. Oh, that's awful. Well, that's why they had the tournament. Why so is there a sell some merch? Would that's you, a would you also like friend of the show, Jason York of the uh, <laughs> to, to make you a participation <laughs> trophy? We'll get you one of those too at the what? recognition place. That's why they had it right before the holiday season, so the people can buy the stuff for their friends. Why is the NBA logo blue on the Lakers shirt? Like, I don't get it. All right, hold on. Let's backpedal a little bit. All right, I'll backpedal. Actually, I'm into making you a participation trophy for your Lakers. Because <laughs> I just donated a bunch of old trophies to the recognition place, and they can refurbish them as an in-season tournament participation trophy. Yep. The Fantasy Football Championship trophy for Howie Sports Page Sports League mm -hmm. is a third-place finish trophy from pump, pass, and kick from, like, the 60s. 1969. <laughs> nice. yeah. yeah, the greatest year in the history of the planet. This, like, friend of the show, Sean, is that who? Correct. Yeah, one of the friends of the show just donated this third-place finishing punt, pass, and kick competition trophy to the league, and that's what they use. All right, here's what we're going to do. We're going to start next year a donate your crappy trophy to us thing, mm -hmm. and we're just going to create awards repurpose it and repurpose them yeah that's way better than giving like crappy zinfandel <clears throat> wine gifts to each other if we give each other like spot-on stupid trophies yeah i'm the greatest in the history of the world at eating nachos during the commercial break <laughs> i've done it once and i'm crushing it it's awesome <clears throat> we wrap up the first hour and i think it's only fair that we dive in to the world of baseball as we've gone extensive NFL and NBA to start the program. And there's one story in the round ball game that I want to make sure you hear about before you head home from the workday. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. Home of Monday, Thursday, and Sunday Night Football, the sports animal. One hundred days until opening day, Van. One hundred days until opening day, Steve Palmisano of the Albuquerque Duke store. I got a hot take, guys. Okay. I love baseball and I couldn't be more excited. Yes. Everything about that statement is yes. 
It's the best sport and the best time of the year. It's the most fun. People don't get concussions every day. Awesome. No one beats their wives. Some do. Well, not not when their team loses. Ah, yeah. That's yeah. a good point. Because <laughs> you, you got a game like in like eight hours. I don't know any like baseball sports fan who throws their remote control through the TV after their team loses. Sure. You, you know where mm. I do know that? There's literally another one the next day. <laughs> They're going to be again yeah. the next day. There's another one. Sometimes, sometimes baseball is so much fun in one day, they just play two. Yeah. yeah. Also, if it's Game 7 of the World Series, break a TV. But all the other games. <laughs> I think I broke chill one out, in bro. It's fine. 20, 2004. A couple times I probably did. You broke a TV? <clears throat> what was 2004? Probably. That would have been the year that the Red, the Red Sox, Sox came back. Uh-huh. Yeah. But not 2002. No. And Luis Gonzalez, like you were cool with that one? Not 2001. Well, not 2000. I was at that game. I mean, yeah, 2002. Couldn't break the TV. Was when what did I say? Edgar, oh, yeah, 2001. Excuse me. Yeah. Or no, 2003 is when Edgar Renteria hit the walk-off single. Then, oh, my gosh. Baseball's so good. Yeah. Can pitchers and catchers report already? All right, so that's eight weeks away <laughs> until we're all blessed with fun, long-distance, grainy photos of guys playing long toss through fences. I'll tell you what. Let's go. Are we going to go to spring training? Let's go. We usually do. It's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It is. Every year. Everything about baseball is fun. They're letting kids play this year. You see that? What? The prospects and draft picks. They're going to be teams of, like, their minor league players that are going to play each other during spring training. Nice. What this also means is now on, like, all the stupidest Twitter accounts, Starting tomorrow, we're going to get your favorite Major League Baseball players by jersey number countdown days, and I kind of love that. I'm, in, I'm so into it. Starting with Joe Kelly. Number 99. Yeah, let's Joe, go. Yeah. And his best friend, So Taguchi. <laughs> Five o'clock hour when we get back, we revisit the world of the NFL live at the Duke store. Don't forget, 95.9 FM and AM 6 and it's home to Monday. Thursday and Sunday night football, the sports animal. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Back on the program, back live from the Albuquerque Duke store, the intersection of Central and Carl. Come hang out with the boys. Steve, you texted me earlier today asking about our friend of the show, Kim Kirshen of Locker 505, who, if you're not aware, yesterday on social media shared that her establishment, the intersection of Manal and across the street from the mall, I don't know what, what is that over there? Louisiana. Louisiana. Manal, yeah. So her building was broke into ellipses again. Epic dirt baglery. It is so stupid. And steal from Walmart, man. Quit stealing from the place that helps kids. <sighs> Former partner of the program, New Mexico Opinion Coffee, their president, Matt Breger, reached out. I know he has made an effort to help. I know you and I, Steve, today talked about doing some stuff. So we're going to figure out a way to help they, be it by donation or financially. But, I mean, it, every time they break one of those glass panels, they, you know, I think the real number is like 1500 bucks. Right. You know, it's like not cheap. And then it's 
you know, the goods that are stolen and all those are based <clears> off donation, obviously, and that's clothes and jeans for kids. Right. And, you know, so it just, it super sucks. So our friends at Locker 505 need a little bit of help. Reach out today if you're willing to. Locker505.org. Yeah, I posted up <clears throat> that uh, if anybody has anything, they can drop by here and we'll take it over for them. Oh, love that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. The they, jeans and coats, yes. That, yeah, that's the primary pull is jeans. You should give them some Duke City Championship Wrestling merch. I got some of that. I've been, yeah. It's, it's all boxed up already. Right? None of our stuff is jeans or coats. Oh, shoot. We do have little kid shirts, though. I mean, that'd be sweet. I think Steve can make jeans out of your shirts. Not sure how math works on that. <laughs> I have a sweet. Steve's talented. I have a sweet. Are you saying Steve's not talented? No, he's super sweet. He couldn't do it? I think he could do it. I have a super cool Duke City Championship Wrestling bomber jacket that Steve made me. Uh-huh. And everyone loves it. Every single person I've ever met loves it. And it, we were doing Teen Night at Explorer last week. And I got to the point where people were like, hey, Fred, like I'm going to need to be able to buy this or you're going to need to come off of it. Sure. And I was like, oh, yeah. it's like that. So Steve just heads up. High demand is the Duke City Championship Wrestling bomber jacket. Nice. Yeah, just have to. I, I was like, there's Duke's versions at the store. Yep. Go get that. Those have been selling today. Yeah. Doing pretty good. Yeah. Those are popular. Just letting you know, you got a hot, hot button one. As many people have been in and out of this store since I got here, everything's popular today. Yeah. Most popular guy in the NFL is Drew Locke. Any scrub can win in the NFL today. <laughs> All right. First off, I'm proud of the guy. Good job. He seems nice. He's got a nice face. He's got a genuine smile. Bad haircut. He said, okay, well, that goes without saying. Um, he's young and dumb. But also, like, good for him to rebound off of this. Would Geno Smith have won that game? Last year, probably. This year, I doubt it. Remember, the quote was, you know what? I'm the man still. I can go do this. No one's ever called you the man, Drew Locke. <laughs> like, when you were at Missouri, no one was calling you the man. You know how I know? I was covering Missouri. <laughs> like, you're not the man. He was the man in Denver, wasn't he? He played for Denver. He don't think that's the definition of what he was in Denver. I would, in play, yeah. is that he was on the team. Yeah, uh, he was there. Yeah, he tried. He was present. You remember when they traded him for Russell Wilson and everyone was more excited about Noah Fant? <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like, <laughs> yeah. we got Noah Fant. Ugh. Congratulations, winner of the in-season tournament, Drew Locke. Ah, yeah. nice. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great last night on that last TD pass. Which was sweet because mm-hmm. I had a four-player really parlay that – Came through on that pass. What is what is a four player parlay? They had to hit certain number of like yards. What players did you have? Uh, let me pull. Yeah, that. pull did that you up. have Jackson Smith? I'm uncomfortable saying the rest of his name. Did yes. you have him to get a touchdown? That was the one. Yeah. He was the one. He. There are some passes in the NFL where I'm like, I know you practice it. Like I know you do. Sure. But like, how? Mm-hmm. How can you put it right there on that piece of this planet Earth to where no human being outside of the... And by the way, I feel like those little fingers on those gloves get super sticky when it gets a little wet. I don't know if that's correct. But, like, some of the best catches are made when there's just a little drizzly boy going on out there. Two inches 
any other way that pass is either dropped or swatted or out of reach. Yep. Could so not was, have been anywhere else. <clears throat> DK Metcalf, 60-plus okay. yards. He's good. DeAndre Swift, 60-plus okay. yards. All okay. right. Jackson Smith. Okay. We don't have to say the rest. Devon, uh, Devonta Smith. Ooh. Those were 40-plus yards. So what did, what did you win, like a Chili's gift card or something? Uh, yeah, I think so. That's pretty good. Good. From the texter, friend of the show, Gabe Gambino, who's the lead singer of Man High and hosts the live music before Duke City Championship Wrestling events. He says, uh, all proceeds of the cream of the crop shirts at the December 30th Duke City Championship Wrestling uh, will donate the, the entirety of those sales to Locker 505. So that nice. is a super nice thing. So Duke City Championship Wrestling apparel will lead to a donation for Locker 505 uh, via, via Man High. So that's a super fun thing. That's, that's really cool. cool. Yeah. About, What's cream of the crop? Is it like a milk thing? Like a dairy, like a dairy kind of t-shirt? It, What's it, going on here? So when you and I used to do ABQ Central, mm-hmm. it was actually part of our intro where the Macho Man Randy Savage cut a promo holding a half and a half creamer one time, and he goes, I'm the cream, cream of the crop. And he just kept slowly elevating it like in his hand above his head okay. to show how the cream rises to the top, brother. That's what it is. That's the cream of the crop. Macho Man, that's a cool name. Today, call me Nacho Van. Because you're eating nachos. <clears throat> eating nachos means... during the commercial break. This is not your highest effort day. What are you talking about? <laughs> what, because I, I didn't get a salad? Look at your fit, dude. Um, I am athletic and sleek and comfortable. I am the best of all the worlds of we, fashion right now. We're in public. At the Albuquerque Duke store where, like, no joke, dozens of people have come to the store while we've been here today. I think more than dozens. Yeah. And you, you're wearing sweats, dude. Like, you're 42. I am a 42-year-old white man who is wearing a gray-on-gray sweatsuit right now. That athletic, is accurate. Athletic gray. And you, no. yes, it is. Yeah. It's like a heathered athletic gray. Yeah. I'm like Little Mac from Mike Tyson's Punch-Out right now. That's the same fit. Whenever we were, like, getting stuff out of my truck for the Duke City Championship Wrestling I don't section. have a chubby African-American man on a bike chasing me around, but. it's a good reference. Close. Thank you. And we had put stuff on the tailgate of my truck to bring it in here. Mm-hmm. So me and Steve Palmasano, owner of the Albuquerque Duke store. <clears throat> yeah, and I was dressed for it. You're welcome. And you came up to help, like, carry boxes from afar. Uh-huh. And a stranger was like, sir, be careful. A homeless man is approaching you. <laughs> If a homeless man is in these sweats, he's not going to be homeless for long. What is, I'll what, tell you that. Because he is on his way up, baby. I'll tell you that much. He might have more than just the sweats on. Look, I slept in today, and then I did a lot of choring, and uh, I wanted to be comfy for oh, the show. for one. It, Now it makes sense. If you're saying it's you, laundry day, that outfit makes sense. The only it is. It literally is. Yeah. yeah. Laundry night, technically. Because I'll be washing all of my business casual hipster clothes tonight and i'll be dressed like normal van tomorrow <laughs> it's just you're never going to get to drew lock status is all i'm saying <clears throat> wow i mean to go down to drew lock status is that what you're saying i don't know why you can't just celebrate all the backups in the nfl that are getting a chance to shine i couldn't even say it what do you mean every single team every single team has one this year what are you talking about the 49ers are second in the league in total passing yards Mm-hmm. And they're last in the league in passing attempts. That's how different this game has evolved. Sure. To where it's, there aren't guys good enough to throw it 
any of them a distance anymore. So now the guy who's the best in the league, Brock Purdy, just throws it real short all the time, and then guys run super fast. Mm-hmm. Like this is – It's a great game plan. It's it, They're the guys who figured it out first. Like why can none of these other teams figure it out? That's wild that you think that no team tried to get all of the best players <laughs> And the 49ers are the first ones to do it. That's pretty crazy. They, they don't got, have DK Metcalf or AJ Brown. Their best running back is their wide receiver, and their best wide receiver is their running he's back. Got, that is a cheat code. That's unfair for the rest of the NFL. He's got 1,800 yards and 20 tutties on the ground. Trey Lance. <laughs> he, nice. <laughs> there are three games left, and Christian McCaffrey has 1,801 yards. And 20 tutties. He's the MVP. He's the MVP. They got to give it to a quarterback because reasons. You know who's like super upset about this? You know who like really can't handle that 1,800 yards and 20 tutties with three games left is what Christian McCaffrey is sitting on? Mm -hmm. Richard Mendenhall. (laughs) My goodness. (laughs) That is... You've been waiting one hour and a, you've been waiting one hour and eleven minutes to drop that. That's probably true. Yeah, I'm the best. Wait, I'm the best. Wait the till you meet Ed McCaffrey, whenever, Rashad. Whenever we get back, we break down this Rashad Mendenhall joke, and if you didn't get it, you will after this. It's two minutes on live from the Albuquerque Duke Store. Ten percent off at the Duke Store if you show up. While your boys are here, we're here till seven. Just mention you're, you're, you're with us. We're, we're your dudes. Just say, hey, those are my guys. Whatever. Let me get that tinny. Let me get that tinny right now. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. Home on Monday, Thursday, and Sunday Night Football, the sports animal. Okay, this was more of a yesterday story, but we didn't have the time because we sure. have to do super tight radio on Mondays. Former Steelers running back, also University of Illinois graduate, Richard Mendenhall. Uh-huh. He calls for a segregated Pro Bowl because what? Hey, hold on. Uh, this is verbatim what I'm about to give you. This is right. not hyperbole. This is not me like blowing anything out of promotion. Former Steelers running back calls for segregation Pro Bowl because white guys are bad at football. Have you heard of Steve Largent? <laughs> this is. I, mean, I, I I say this a lot to you because it's half true, but these these are the ramblings of a lunatic. He said, quote, all black versus all white Pro Bowl and saying the whites are, quote, not even good at football. We were just talking about Christian McCaffrey minutes ago. He's the best one. What about half of Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> that is crazy that he would say this out loud. He won a Super Bowl his rookie year. I don't know if you remember this. So he gets drafted at the University of Illinois. This is when I'm covering Illinois. And he, so this would have been, when did he retire? 2013? What year did Pittsburgh win the Super Bowl? 2010? Yeah. So 20. No, that can't be right. It had to be before then. 2008. So he wins this Super Bowl with the Steelers, and he thought he had, like, insta-clout all of a sudden. 
So he goes on Twitter today. Well, he single-handedly won it. Yep. Says him. Well, and if you remember, he was a big part of the Steelers team that lost to the Green Bay Packers, mm-hmm. and that would have been 2010 or 2011. They all kind of run together at this point, but you get the idea. So Richard Mendenhall wrote, quote, I'm sick of average white commenting on football. Y'all not even good at football. Can we please replace the Pro Bowl with an all-black versus all-white bowl so these cats can stop trying to teach me who's good at football? I'm better than your goat. First off, goats shouldn't play football. It's very dangerous. Uh, PETA would have a heyday with that. Goats love hay. (laughs) Is it heyday? He lost the Super Bowl 2011. He lost the Super Bowl for the Steelers against the Packers, if you remember. Like, he, he was not that guy. And if he's joking or not, I don't know how you can spin segregation to funny. I don't know how you do that at all. Specifically, if you're a guy who's not known for ever being funny. Oh, God. That, that is a desperate attempt to spin this as something funny. If that's what he's doing. I mean, and if he was like, and maybe I don't know, but if he was baited into this conversation and someone's trying to exploit what is more than likely significant head trauma. Yeah. I mean, that's that's the the immediate leap you take here, well, right? Well, is this is some kind of concussion, CTE, a mental illness. Why Why else would you not have that filter on? to notice what you're saying out loud and make this just absolutely ridiculous take. So wait, you mean it's a ridiculous take for a guy who never in his playing career made a Pro Bowl to claim that the Pro Bowl should be segregated because he, by his own understanding of racial alliance, I don't know the verbiage here to use, says that African-American players, or in his words, black players, are better than white players, even though he never made a Pro Bowl. Right. Mm, Wild. And he wouldn't make that one either for either side. (laughs) Also, where do Pacific Islanders and, like, Hispanics and Asians, do they get to play too? Like, or is it only black and white? Yeah, where do the Italians go? Yeah. Yeah, like, what's the rule here? Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. where's Jimmy Caroppolo? Which team does he go on? <laughs> sure. Tommy DeVito, he, he gets some votes this year. You might remember a couple of years ago, too, Richard was like, do you remember when Osama bin Laden was killed? Do you guys recall that? Never heard of him. Who's okay. that? He was a pretty big deal. Yeah. Yeah, he did some dumb stuff. So he, he was killed. Barack Obama comes on in the middle of the night, which, by the way, if there was ever a time I wish Trump was president, the speech he would have gave. Do you remember when he was killing low-level Al Qaeda generals? Yeah, and he rattled on for three hours. Yeah, yeah. He'd be like, he'd be like that. He'd be like, I, uh, I went. We we went over there and we just like the dog that he was. Uh-huh. We stomped his neck. That's what we needed. But Richard Mendenhall went on Twitter then and was like, "Y'all shouldn't be celebrating the death of no one." And you're like, "Wow." What? Bin Laden apologist, huh? I bought a SEAL Team 6 shirt after that, and I'm very oppo war. Sure. Like, you'll never meet anyone more oppo war than me. I own a SEAL Team 6 shirt, 
because that was so cool. I mean, that's kind of a highlight as far as murders go. That's a really good one. As far as the best ones of yeah, all time? Yeah, that's like probably the best one. What is the best murder of all time? Today's oh, I-9 varsity. that's a good one. Okay, today's I-9 okay. varsity. Yeah, that's a good one. We're it's do the that. best murders of all time. Okay. When are we doing that one, six? Uh, yes. Okay. I like that one. That's going to be a good one. I have way too many answers already. Right. I'm going to have to filter them down a tad. I want to say it's CTE. I want to say there's something going on that was caused by trauma. But also, and this is just because I surround myself with like-minded individuals, Steve. But when people start coming really out of pocket and saying really absurd stuff, Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, there's got to be something going on. They might just be hate-filled losers. Like, there might not be an excuse for this. This dude might just be bigoted and awful. Right. Yeah. Breaking news, Rashad Mendenhall signed as offensive coordinator for Sean Payton. Ooh. <laughs> Two best friends. <laughs> oh, wait. Racist against who? <laughs> ah, you're fine. If someone asks you, like, Rashad Mendenhall, are you racist? He won't just say no. Right. He'll give you another answer. He'll say, he'll be like, I'm every phobic. Mm-hmm. Like, he would, like, just make up a something. And you're like, why don't you just say no? Well, everyone's a little bit racist. Are you, Rashad? Is, is everyone? Is everyone? They're not. No, they're not. Dan, you don't know what you're talking about. You never played in a Pro Bowl. Neither did Rashad Mendenhall. <laughs> a separate Pro Bowl, huh? Okay. Of retirees blasted by CTE? Is like, do you want to play in that one? Is that the one you get to qualify for? Is that one available? And then you want to be, like, cool about it. You want to be like, well, just don't pay attention to the story. You know, like, don't don't bring it out. Don't do that thing. How about this one? Let's just make Rashard Men and Hold the Punchline moving forward. (laughs) Forever? Yes. After this one, forever. Yeah. Like, we can, we can, no, like, we no longer have to talk about Chris Bessard's cousin. Sure. Like, it's now... Richard Mendenhall. What did he? What did he think happened to Tom Brady? Do you think Tommy Brady like did like the Sammy Sosa bleaching thing or something? The greatest of all time is aggressively Anglo, like unapologetically Anglo, like high water khaki Anglo, like avocado vodka anglo like still has a subscription to j crew magazine anglo <laughs> his subscription actually keeps it going but they put him on the cover every so often <laughs> and, he, and he's like he's like totally worth it yeah i could I wear boat shoes anywhere you know <laughs> he's mad that ralph lauren is like partnering with like native american creators <laughs> he's like this doesn't i hate this i'm a third man and all we should all just draw lanes and stay in them. <clears throat> you know what I want is the best players. Yeah. I don't care, like, what you look like. Sure. I don't care where you're from. Right. Just be really good at your thing. Ugh. Not only the best players, hopefully some of the best people, which he isn't. He is not. He's not. From all of the information I have about Christian McCaffrey, mm. he might be the best player that we have seen in some years. He's the be- when he's healthy, he's the best all-around player in football. I think he might be a really good person too. Yeah. Like I've never one time seen a thing that's like 
Richard Mendenhall eats white dog turds. Like, no one says that. Okay. <laughs> Does anyone say that about anyone? Dog turds aren't white like they used to be, but you get the point. Oh, okay. They changed the formula of dog food. Uh, this is real. It used to have a lot of ground-up bones and calcium in it, and that's why. That, oh, that one little white drop at the top? Is that what you're talking about? You know what I'm talking about? Like the little wow, chef's kiss of poop right on top? Like when you would go, like you don't know because you live here in the desert, but like in the rest of the world, mm-hmm. there's grass, and it would, it would just sit out like bright white on it. But not anymore. They changed the. Wait, that's real everywhere? Yeah, that was a real thing for years. That's wild. I'm telling you, there's a whole world outside of this beautiful desert oasis that you live in. That's super cool. Hmm. Also, in Rashad Mendenhall's defense, they would probably be the favorite. I mean, they'd, they'd probably, like, it'd probably be at least, like, minus two and a half, minus three and a half. I see what you're doing there. <laughs> <laughs> He's the worst. Thank you to uh, the dozens of people who sent us that story. I'll take the Mendenhalls and the over. <laughs> Isn't it wild that, like, hey, what do we, we got at Talk ABQ social media, right? Yeah. Instagram, Facebook, X. All the stuff. We got them all. We have a threads. And this is like the one where all the friends of the show were like, friends of the show had our phone numbers. This is the one where people were sending it over. Right. Like, come on. Like, what do you want? Like, right. you, like there's so much we could be talking about. You could send me any, any friend of the show, send me any story that you think is comical. It's the end of the year. Send me your end of the year 2024 movies and review list or whatever. Cool. We'll talk about that. Like, that's a fun thing. Everyone loves the race baity, segregation, culture war, yeah, crap. And often you have to read between the lines and dig and find it. Like it's like, is that what they really meant? Is that is that what he really said? Yeah. Like it sounds to me like this is what he meant. Not this time. <laughs> he spelled it out quite plainly. It's pretty clear on that one. Yeah. He used a lot of words to say, I'm a nut job. Mm. I'm crazy. Friend of the show, Lenny, says he's a psycho. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he is. There's not a racial divide in the world of football. Let me rephrase that. There is a tension. There's a tension. Like, you're going to get aspects of locker rooms and teams and cities right. and organizations. Here's the thing. You can replace any professional organization. You're going to have the same thing. But what you don't have is, at the labor hall, two different locker rooms. Right. Like, it's not that world anymore. It sucked that it was that world while some of the friends of the show listening to this program were alive. That sucks. <laughs> we are so far past that, which is awesome. Richard Mendenhall, University of Illinois graduate. <laughs> Shut up. And shut up, everyone was like, oh, it would be cool, though, right? No, no, it would not. Sad. Who said that? The internet. Oh. I don't trust Because they nail it all the time. Anytime I see, like, a really stupid thing on the internet, I'm like, I'm like, Elon put that there to make me hit refresh. Mm. That's why this thing is here. The only time the internet is any good is, hey, the last time I know for a fact that Van was on Twitter. Last time I know this for a fact was when DeMar Hamlin got hurt on Monday Night Football, and he's refreshing it on his phone to try to get updates. 
I, I, I hate it so much. You hate it so much? I hate it so much. Because you know the game. Like, the people that are subscribed to it, like, heavily, the people that go and look for hashtag <clears throat> yeah. Lobo, hashtag Aggie, hashtag whatever, none of that stuff in front of you is for real. That is to just excite you. And I don't mean in a positive. Correct. Yeah, to get you angry. To get you real angry. To piss you off. Yeah. For someone someone else's ends and means. I'm a Not U- even for, like, entertainment purposes. No. I'm a UNM alum. I'm a Lobo for life. Woof, woof, woof. And everything in your feed that is coming up Aggies, that's not on accident. Sure. They're doing that to you on purpose. And yeah. you can't figure it out. Yeah. It's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> you pay $0 a month for Twitter. You are the product. Like, that's how this thing works. Right. Twitter gave you this Richard Mendenhall story over and over again, friends of the show that sent it to us, because they knew you would get fired up because you like to talk about uh, shades versus tents and blacks versus whites. And and the Internet's defense, this one is very low-hanging fruit. So stupid. This one isn't a reach at all. This one isn't like, oh, my gosh, i got to decipher what this really means. What did they actually say? Is this propaganda pointed right at me? No. Mm-mm. This is quite, pun intended, black and white. Nice. Yeah. The real story I want is we sat down with New Jersey Giants starting quarterback Tommy DeVito, and we gave him ragu out of a can and his mom's home cooking. Mm. We'll tell you which one he picked. Mm. That's the story I want. I'm into that. That's the fun one. I would, I would do that right now. You want to do the race one? Let's do the one where can this Italian guy pick ragu from his mom's home-style cooking. I'm sure there's people out there ripping on him because he's Italian, though, too. (laughs) Whenever we get back from the break, we continue down the world of sports talk, specifically as it relates to the NBA, because Ja Morant is back. And we're going to talk a little bit about the the start of the NBA season as as Christmas is fast approaching. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. Home of Monday, Thursday. All right, friends of the show. I'm assuming you're of the age... Where you have kiddos. And I'm assuming those kiddos have at some point in their life expressed to you they're looking for a future career. And I'm going to tell you right now, if you want an example of why your kid can become a professional writer, go to ESPN.com right now and look up this story from Baxter Holmes and just how little sense this writing makes trying to explain John Morant's situation, okay? Okay. This is a cluster of confusion reporting and misunderstandings i'm gonna be brutally honest i missed this one today you want to unpackage it for us i'm gonna give you the shortest version okay which is john morant is past his 25 game suspension and can come back okay cool he's reporting on how john morant was in houston at a shoot around today by the way not the best words to use sure uh-huh <laughs> and how he's not allowed to be at shoot around with the team because of the suspension, and there's a there's a team security guy that's supposed to keep an eye on him. Also, team security guys are all over the news for some reason recently, which is also <laughs> yeah. weird. And then I'm here for it, right? Yeah, for sure. So he's going to the thing, and his best buddy, who's the guy shooting videos, again, I shouldn't have said shooting. That's okay. Whenever he's shooting a gun or uh-huh. not shooting, brandishing a weapon, yeah. is not allowed to be near the team because. Uh, he's always under lawsuits, but he's at the shoot-around as well. And for some reason, this article is mentioning John Morant's father who heats up chicky nuggies for him and, 
and cuts eyebrow creases into his hair or whatever. Like, it, this article makes no sense is what I'm trying to get to. Okay. Did any of what I say make sense? No. Because it doesn't need to. Because that's the John ja Morant approach to life. People are like, this dude is so weird. He's a literal quagmire. A literal quagmire. Makes zero since does his existence, as he just a handful of days ago said he felt threatened by the child at the mall. Yeah, a six-and-a-half-foot-tall professional athlete felt threatened by a teenager. G-T-F-O. That is the worst defense you could possibly have in this case. you got to say something. you gotta, you got to say, I have anger issues. I need... I need some mental health treatment. I need, uh, I, I need to go to counseling. You, gotta, yeah. you say any number of things except for you, got, you felt threatened by a teenager? Come on, man. I'm six and a half. Come on. I'm six and a half foot tall. I'm next to you all the time. Yes. We are at places all the time. Yes. I am often annoyed by teenagers. Right. That's the one that happens to me. I'm the one... Where, hey, we're out last night. We run into, like, some young adults, and there's too many of them. Mm. And they're not funny, mm-hmm. and they don't get it. Yeah. Like, and they all dress the same, which is super weird. Yeah. And you and I had a moment. Not a single sweatsuit amongst the, a lot of them. <laughs> they did have that part figured out. <laughs> Steve, you should start selling Bass Pro hats because they're the hotness with weirdo kids. Still, they still are. I don't understand. What is going on? Is that, is that virtue signaling? Am I, I confused about know. what that is? Are you asking for a certain type of individual in your life? Is that like the new MAGA hat? Am I, am I confused? I, I think you're on to something there. Yeah. I've, I've noticed a trend. A, a, bass, bat, bat. a bass fishing pro, bass pro hat? Yeah. yeah a professional yeah. bass fishing hat. As like a, a cloak and dagger MAGA hat. Is it? Um, I think so. That yeah. was the vibe I got yesterday. Back to John ja Morant, and I don't know if he wears bass pro shop hats or not. <laughs> also, if you wear well, it backwards, I think that means you're like a grand dragon or something. As a, <laughs> as a weird guy, I like weird. I like different. I like quirky. I like people with, with different states of mind. I like people who see the world in a different way, especially if it's like a new and unique way. You're a big Vaughn Miller guy. Uh, not. Yeah, not. <laughs> not. For a second. He got me. He got me with the glasses. He had me for a second. Yeah. I like different. I like weird. This isn't quirky. This isn't. This is the horrible decisions of a guy who's trying to act like something he's not. It seems like it. You just. It, it's like. What's the, What's that term you always use, man? You say it to me literally once a week, and every time I have to remind myself what it is: costume playing, cosplaying. Yes, yeah. cosplaying. Cosplaying. Where like cosplaying a gangster? That's what he's doing. Yeah. Yeah, he wants to be Nucky Thompson. He's not that. No. He is not that. Nucky Thompson. Is you can't be. Empire, yeah, that's yeah, uh, Steve fair. Buscemi's yeah, character he's, he's from Boardwalk. Thompson. It is fantastic program. It's the best HBO series ever it's made. It's not even close to Board being Walk the best. Boardwalk Empire. It's uh, very good. No three Bass Pro Shop hats in that series. It was, no, I think it was pre-Bass. Yeah, it was Prohibition, New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, yeah, they had. I get you. Yeah. Prohibition shops. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Hats. Prohibition Masters? Hats. Yeah. Okay. What was Masters? How was that part of Bass Pro Shop? It was Pro Bass Masters. That's what it started, right? So I, don't, I don't think that Bass is Pro, Pro Bass Master I, Bass Pro. I don't those, know. It's not related? Like Master Bassers? 
Could be. I don't know what you're talking about. Pro Bassmasters. That's the the fishing show. Yeah, there you go. What is the fishing show? Pro Bassmasters? Yeah. I've never watched a fishing show, so you're you're super missing. I haven't watched it, but I've heard of it. I'm familiar with it. But I... This guy lived across the street from me when I was in seventh grade was on the show one time. Oh, not, not when he was in it seventh is, grade later. It's I saw super him, new I was and like, relevant. They just take anyone from the block can be on it. Like, what no. is the show? Well, he became a bassmaster. What? No one is trying he to become did. a bassmaster. Yeah, they uh-huh. do. They make thousands of dollars. Okay, the right <laughs> it's a big deal. Yeah, it's yeah. It's, know, catch the right bass. Guys, there's there's fantasy. Bass fishing leagues. No, there's not. That's how big it's all this about thing the bass. is. Yes, that's not real. If there was a TV show about catching fish, that you become is this like one of those case? It's called shows? Bass Masters. Yeah, it's a big deal. No, it is not. It is a big deal. I would have heard about it if it was a big deal. It's no, not well, on okay. Channel you watch? You apparently. think what I channel mean, is it on? ESPN. I have that blocked. I don't want yeah, it. Yeah, for I good th- reason. I didn't think you watched it. Everyone I know has been on like Cake Boss. Right, What's like that? that's it's like a it's like a delicatessen one or something. Like so I was thinking about something different. Cake <laughs> Boss got their style from Bassmasters. <laughs> they were the, yeah, uh-huh. they they Bassmasters uh, crawled so Cake Masters could walk. Yeah, it's the BC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's Bassmaster Elite. There's a Bassmaster Elite series from 2010. Mm-hmm. Six seasons. What is that like a video game? No, it was on. It was, ran for six seasons. Bassmaster, I think, is that toy I had when I was a kid where you'd flick your wrist and the little string would come off of it. It was like a reel. It was like a re- It was like a fishing rod. It was with a reel on it. The rod and reel. The Bassmaster Classic is where it started. It's a tournament that started in 1971, and from that, it's clothing. You know, we went off the gold standard right after that. It's it's, it's the demise of the country. From that fishing tournament is professional fishing started, and then merchandising, clothes and hats and shoes and television shows and and websites. On plaques on the walls. And now... Oh, the singing bass fish. I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Big Mouth Billy Bass. Yes. If that is any way associated, I'm now back to being pro this. (laughs) And then it obviously peaked with, you know, fantasy bass masters. Have you you seen where people put raspberry... you draft your favorite fisherman. No one does that. It's a real thing. It's a real thing. I think they do. I've been to Bass Pro, Bass Pro, like founded in Springfield, Missouri. They have this huge aquarium. That thing is cool. Like, if you were to go there and be like, Fred, we're going to paint one bass red, and the first bass master to catch the redfish is the champion, I'd be like, deal. Like, I don't know the humane of painting a fish. I don't know, like, if people would overreact or underreact to this idea. But that seems like a cool game. Why don't we do that? Uh, sponsored by Rapala, the Bassmaster Fantasy Fishing League is free to any fishing fans, and you could win a boat. If Load you win of money? An actual sponsored by RuPaul? Boat. Is that who you said it was RuPaul? I don't know what Rapala is. R-A-P-A-L-A. RuPaul, because whenever you put your line in the water, there's drag on it. <laughs> is that why, Van? I Sure. Also, the next time I cast a lure into the water will be the first time I've cast a lure into the water. Like uh, I, I believe the, the Bassmaster season starts <laughs> February 16th to 19th 
at the 2023 uh, Bass Ma- oh, sorry, 2024 Bassmaster the Elite. The season is three days long? No. No, it's just the first event of the season. It's at Lake Okeechobee, and we're all familiar in with Oklahoma. Lake Okeechobee, obviously. Is it in Oklahoma? It's either in Florida or Oklahoma. Both of these sound like Okeechobee could be there. I mean, it's the first two letters of the same state, so probably Oklahoma. So what do you think the purse is? Like for the for this you just championship get, series? It's $0. Get, for 104 get, anglers. You get you to keep think? the fish. Okeechobee is a lake in Florida. They yeah. win so much money. They win so much money. This was our story of the year last year. Are you unfamiliar with this, where the guys were sticking weights inside their fish well, I didn't know that to was win a, more money? I didn't know there was a league. I just thought that yeah. was like a... That was, I just thought that was like a Knights of Columbus thing or it's something. Not elite, it's not a league. It's an elite series. Uh-huh. See? It's like <laughs> 6.9 million. Nice. It's, a, it's like an Xbox? Yes. Because that I get. Fishing is not for me. The top fishermen make 68.5. I don't even think a fish. Billion. Is- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Billion dollars. Uh, I don't even think a fish first, is real people. First place last year at the Lake Okeechobee Bassmaster Elite was Tyler Rivet. He caught 20 fish, and they weighed uh, 1,391 ounces together. Oh, so and we're if, doing metric system, too? And if you picked Tyler Rivet in your fantasy league, you would have got 305 points. Should we sponsor a Bassmaster Fantasy League next year? We have to go to break. It's two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610, home of Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football, an actual sport, the sports animal. The Ronco Pocket Fisherman is on the comeback. Slap it on your belt buckle. (laughs) Cast a line. Where? The Rio Grande? Fishing what is, are you going to catch in the Rio Grande? Jer, who Use works. needles? Jer, who works here at the Albuquerque Duke store, also a super talented musician. He just showed us a video where he caught a tiger in the water. Uh, tiger musky. <laughs> yeah. It's like a cousin of a barracuda. They got teeth. They're gnarly. They're giant. Bob, you ever go fishing? Also, they're delicious. They're carnivorous. I've gone fishing a couple of times. Yeah, long it sucks. Time ago. Yeah. This is fishing is one of the main reasons why I would die in a primitive living situation. You don't have the patience for it. What do I need? What? Do, why are we talking about Guns and Roses? I always talk about Guns and Roses, Fred. You know me. I don't need patience <laughs> to fish. You just, you just it, put the dealie out there, and the fish come to you. You're describing. You're describing patience. It's <laughs> confusing. It's <laughs> not quite how it works, Fred. Thanks, Bob. Here's what I would do. I'd say, I'm going to eat you, little fishy. And then it would be basically handled at that point. You're just going to skip over uh, Primus references? <laughs> I want to be a fisherman. The only fish I'm familiar with, Steve, are the ones in a barrel that I see on the dating app. <laughs> you know what's up. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, baby. We have so many NFL headlines when we get back. Only three weeks of NFL left. Wild crazy. Tuning on. Live from the Albuquerque Duke store. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. Home on Monday, Thursday, and Sunday Night Football. The 
towards animal. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. This song you can get a paper cut to. You know, something you can lay back and enjoy the left seat. Get it. Back live on the program, one hour of the program left. The program is two men on here on the Sports Animal. Thanks for taking the time with us. Most people work today and yesterday, and then they start the Christmas thing today. They're like, oh, I did my time in the office. Give me the rest of the week off. Yep. Steve, you got big holiday plans? Uh, I'll be working. On Christmas. Christmas Eve will be open. That's Sunday. Yeah. It's <clears throat> awesome. Yeah, because people shop on Christmas Eve. Yeah. It's a Sunday. You want me to come down and work, too? I'll help. Yeah. That's awesome. You can do the show from there, from here on it's Sunday. A, it's a Sunday. Oh, you don't want to do the show on Sunday? No, we don't. Do you, you listen on start, Sunday? Uh, yeah. I thought I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> Yesterday we are at uh, Howie's for Monday Night Football, and uh, one of the friends of the show comes up, and he was, he's, whatever, he's telling me a story, and he's like, so Saturday morning I'm driving around in the car trying to listen to sports talk, and it's just you and Solly Taylor <laughs> rambling about wrestling for an hour. <laughs> Solly Taylor and I hosting Going Over on Saturday mornings. You can catch one hour of pro wrestling talk, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. every single Saturday. The funniest thing about that show is it's not funny. It's like normal on this show, like, I try to be funny. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm funny with you guys on there. I'm like, guys, pro wrestling is so serious. I just can't believe this crazy pro wrestling stuff is going on right now. It's a very serious business to you. <laughs> it's so weird that I'm like that. It's it's. Woken up to rave reviews. Yeah, people love it. People who like wrestling, yeah. who know me and know how indifferent I am to mm-hmm. it, are like, it's like a really good show. Yeah, and I'm like, no, stop complimenting my wrestling knowledge. And people are like, <laughs> Fred, what if you have this knowledge about uh, football? Here's the thing. I do have this knowledge about football, but all you fool friends of the show out there wearing your team color shaded glasses refuse to hear any conversation that's not just absolute slurping of your squad it's you that's the problem not my incredibly hot takes on wrestling holy smokes cowboys fell out of the top 10 in power rankings yeah they did well not out out but they should be (laughs) fell in them (laughs) Started from the bottom, now we're here. Let's just do top ten, because you guys know the Panthers are at the dead bottom. Okay, so the top ten power rankings, here they sit. The number ten best team in the NFL right now is the Jacksonville Jaguars. Here's the problem. they got three straight losses. Throw them out. Okay. They're nobody. Them and the Eagles. Trevor, hey, the Eagles, <laughs> the Eagles don't deserve to even be close to it. Like, the Eagles being in the top ten power rankings is because they were just high already. Like, they have been terrible. And the point I want to get to with the Jaguars. Jaguar. Is that Van appointed Trevor Lawrence the next coming of Tom Brady for some reason two seasons ago, maybe two seasons too early, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. booty. <laughs> I love him so much. How come you can't pick a good quarterback? Like, what about you has you so mentally deficient in the world of saying who is good at quarterback? I can give you a bunch of examples. All right. S- Me too. Say that to Scott Berline's face. Steve Berline. Steve Berline. <laughs> In the if we're doing like a legit power ranking, yeah, the Niners are one, two, and three. Yeah, hundred percent. And then the Ravens are probably four. And then the Dolphins. And then the Chiefs. And then the Lions, who are going to beat your Cowboys in five minutes. Mm. Like that's what it is. 
It's the Niners at the top. It's the Ravens number two, Miami number three, Chiefs number four, Lions five. And then you get into that weird Eagles, Bills, Cowboys, Browns are probably better than all of them. Jaguars, I'm not afraid to say the Texans wouldn't beat the Bills right now. I think they would. Conversation. What the Browns are doing is bonkers. It's just bonkers. They are phenomenal at almost every position on the football field, except for normal daily user of Metamucil Joe Flacco. You can get a quarterback off the street in this league, and he can just show up and win games. He'd be immediately like the fifth best one. (laughs) And RG3 beat a hawk in a race yesterday. And he can't find a squad. How bad of a person must he be? Ouch. He, he might be a good person, but he's not a good quarterback. Nah. Jalen Hurts. Joe Flacco is, I don't know where he, that Joe Flacco has been, probably several years out, but he's playing pretty good. I recently turned 39, just like the other day. And I was like, you know what I'm going to start doing? Starting my days with ibuprofen. It's going to make me feel better. Like, that's... Is He's, that what he said? No, but that's what I'm doing because oh. I'm looking at Joe Flacco and I'm like, I could be a better man. You you start your day with vitamin I every morning. Just want to yeah, want to go to the gym. Oh, just okay. helps me helps me stretch. You know? Oh, that's nice. Just loosens the whole thing up, and you're not worried about its half life efficacy and like you know dumbing it down a little bit in your system. It's not going to have the same results for you. I'm lately. already halfway through my life, so why would I be worried about half life? Now you're gonna like chomp double the amount of them and i just take the regular amount and i don't take ibuprofen every time i switch between the the big three what are the big three (laughs) (laughs) little 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 tie boy and then a little adviller okay yeah just you do the the rotation you switch them every day a little acetaminophen a little ibuprofen you know back and forth play them off each other also what's the third one I don't. In my cabinet, like oxycotton. In my cabinet, there's ibuprofen, Tylenol, and Advil. I think they're all different. Are they not? They are not. I believe Advil is ibuprofen. Correct. Yeah. What is? And then I also have aspirin. Do I need that? That one is acetaminophen. <laughs> it says it on the yeah. bottle. Well, I don't read the bottle. It's not a Xerox. It's a copy machine. It's not a, it's not Kleenex. It's it's facial. I tissue. just know after the Y, my body works better. Like in the morning, like if I go, if I don't take anything, I'm like, oh, my body sucks and it hurts. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And if I do take something, I'm like, all right, let's. So all, all three of them work for you. It okay. might also be placebo. Like I don't really know. Mm-hmm. I'm leaning towards that. I, I have to stretch. <laughs> Why don't you just tell yourself that? You took one. Why well, don't it's I have poor memory? Own. Like I, no, my, just, I will go to your house, no, and I will switch out all of your <laughs> ibuprofen, acetaminophen, and Advil <laughs> with sugar pills, right. and then you will never know. And then whenever you need a real one, you say, "Hey, Van, give me, give me some of that Advil, son." Or you just tell yourself that you feel good in the morning. 
positive affirmation goes a long way, Steve. What if I start with weed gummies? Because I've never really done weed, <laughs> and I feel like that might be a good idea. <clears throat> um, I think it's a great idea. I've never done weed. I would like for you to start, and not only start, but do it first thing in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> if Brock Purdy said he was doing it, I'd be like, okay. All right. Like, I'm in. You know what? Okay. You're, you're back in. The 49ers will play the Ravens in the Super Bowl. That's a fact. No, I don't know. Acetaminophen and ibuprofen should play each other in the Pro Bowl. (laughs) (laughs) Lamar Jackson cannot become the MVP because Christian McCaffrey exists, but he's playing so hecka good. And there's no one else in the AFC. Like, all those other teams are, like, falling off. I think Miami is kind of in the mix. It's, It's a legit bummer. Tyreek Hill had to miss a game, possibly two, because he was my MVP. Jalen Waddle until literally last week. Jalen Waddle went for like a hundred and fifty something yards on yeah, like seven or eight receptions, and you're like, he got his and Tyreek's yardage. Yeah, he's like, I'm here. But you're right. I mean, the individual numbers for Hill now are it's astounding. Yeah, they're not a thing, yeah. but because of the uh, it's a, it's can't a be big there. bummer. Also, this is like good for him for like because if he actually beats the record. He'll do it in 16 games now. He doesn't need the extra game. Are you are you trying to put asterisks on on season totals now because of an extra game? The history of the sport, correct? Yeah. That's why OJ's rushing yards mean more to you because it was 14 games. OJ. The, the actor. A- the actor. The actor. He used to he play played football. football? Yeah, he played football too. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, isn't that wild? Cool, man. <laughs> I have to look that up. But I, I, I guess I'm not considering an asterisk for an extra game. It's just a season, right? It's just a standard now. Like, this is what you deal with. Unless you, like, extrapolate everything over the history of the NFL and do, like, a per-game statistic. Well, per-game is whatever. Hmm. You know, like, if, if you're doing, like, who's a Terrell Davis, right? If you were to take, like, 16 of his games in a row... You know, like, because he was so, he was off, or Gail Sayers is a good example, yeah. too. Off injured or whatever, like, okay. But, no, I think it's all it's all one season. Because I think that, like, that health factor, I think that right. injury factor, the teammates around you factor, all that stuff matters. Availability is the best ability. <laughs> Who says that? People. <laughs> I'm getting real tired of sports talk. <laughs> when did we start talking sports on this program? You know the one you get at the bar, though, where it's like, you know, the uh, the team there, they would have done a lot better if they just would have stayed humble. Yep. What is, what does staying humble have to do with Staying that? humble? Like. Like in a victory speech? Yeah, like, why? Like, what is the. They're the top one-tenth of one percent of professional athletes in the world who have survived off of their own guerrilla, brutal confidence and yes. hard work. Of why would they start being humble now for the first time ever? That is dumb. I'm never, ever going to rank Jose Bautista my best outfielders of all time, except he flips that freaking bat, mm. and it's so cool. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, he would have hit three and a half more home runs a year if he was humble. Yeah. Right. That's what I was <laughs> okay. He's a little cocky. Okay. Albert Poole staring down Brad Lidge is way cooler than the other 700 and 
two home runs that Albert Pujols hit in his mm-hmm. career. All that, and I know that one doesn't count because it was postseason. But you get the point. Right. Like, humble. You know, it's got to show up to work every day. That's that sanctity of the game garbage. I hate that stuff. Yeah. So stupid. Roger Federer Grow was up. pretty humble. You going to try to talk tennis, Roger? <laughs> he was pretty humble. He's the. I think he's the greatest of no, all time. Okay, you're an idiot. He's the crappiest one as far oh, as. Because he's humble. Andre Agassi is the number one oh tennis player of all time. Andy Roddick after that. And then. Look, you skipped right over John McEnroe. <laughs> John McEnroe's in the mix. Yeah, the least humble of all yeah, time. Right. Exactly. There are so many good tennis players not based off their tennis ability. Oh. Really? Yeah, based off their sweet purse. Not that they won. <clears throat> Anality. Their wig. What is that? Andre Agassi. He wore a wig? Yeah. Why he played? Yeah. That's awesome because Kane wrestled in a wig. There's all kinds of cool things about that. Okay. I'm a big fan of Kristen Wig. She's fantastic. <laughs> I'm a big uh, She's pretty Annika uh, Kornikova guy. And I have no idea how many games she won. Matches, no. sets, points. I wig out when I see her. Yeah. <laughs> Being humble ruins you in entertainment. And that's Look, what sports is. When, when you refer to a celebrity or musician or athlete, <clears throat> whatever. Sampras is boring. In, in this situation, obviously, we're talking about athletes. Yao Ming is boring. When you refer to them as humble, Tim Duncan is that boring. just means they have a filter on how they act and what they talk about. That's None of these guys are actually humble. They look in the mirror every morning and say, you're the best bleeper on the whole planet. Mm-hmm. You're the only reason this earth is still spinning because you're the best to ever do it. That's what they, if they want to be good, you want to be successful, that's what you tell yourself every day. They're not just good. Just because they don't say it out loud. They say to themselves every day, whether they say it out loud or not. And I'm going to use baseball as an example, but I think it's true for tennis. I think it's true for almost all sports. Uh, Maybe not almost all. But for a lot of sports, these guys would be successful at everything. Like, the sport is fortunate to have them. Like, I think Andy Roddick would go on to be the best fill-in-whatever-profession because uh-huh. he's got that kind of, like, go energy. Yeah. He didn't accidentally have super hot gal. You know, he like, he dude successful at all things. Pete Sampras would have been successful in whatever business venture he jumped into. No doubt. Also, not fitting this one. category is, like, MMA and stuff. They would not. Those guys are all <laughs> super weird. You could miss me with a lot of those humans. Yeah. Yeah. The handful of missed martial artists I know that I think are really good dudes is it's a short list. It's small. It's a very small very list. Very small. NFLers is kind of similar actually. The handful of NFL guys I've spent like like sustained time with, those are the ones I've been really fortunate to spend time with. Cuz you meet so many of them and right away you're like this is I don't at all need to be a at near or associated. Uh-huh. But it's not just sports. That's the same way with like you were hanging with like uh like like rocks like rock musicians, mm-hmm. country musicians. They're all terrible. You ever sit down with like a who's uh off the air? I'm gonna give you the name of someone I hung out for, with for a while, and I'm like, this guy, how did this guy sell so many albums? How do you trick people into thinking he's a good person? Like, <laughs> and then you're like, you end up in a situation where you're like, oh, I'm embarrassed for having been tricked. Right. Just like the way you were embarrassed by Von Miller. I am a I, I'm a cardigan and glasses guy. 
Dwight Howard trick. If you could, if you could, if you if you're a person who produces melanin and you could pull off a cardigan and geeky glasses, I'm probably on your team. You're big. I'm Urkel probably guy. You're pro. Big Steve Urkel guy. Yeah, he's the OG of that world. <laughs> yes, they're just trying to be Urkel. Today's I nine varsity. When are we get back? The I nine varsity of best murders. That's best go. murders. Oh, 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 oh. It's two men on ninety five point nine FM and AM six ten. Live broadcast of Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football, right here on the Sports Animal. Kids sports programs in Albuquerque, New Mexico. I nine Sports dot com. League office two eighty at I nine Sports dot com five zero five three one two. Forty nine ninety nine. You know they got basketball volleyball clinics going on right now. Don't forget everything. Also is on the. Just sign up early. That's what you do. Get the go. Get the Christmas gift of getting your kid in some athletics. That's what I'm saying. That's man. sweet. Very sweet. All right. Today's I nine varsity is the I nine varsity of best murders all time. Mm-hmm. This is because earlier in the program we brought up the murder of Osama bin Laden. Correct. And how Rashard Mendenhall said it shouldn't be celebrated. Mm-hmm. So, um, Van, would you like to go first or Steve? I'll I'll kick off. Okay. I'll be I'll be your uh, lead off hitter. Right, here. I will go last. Okay, uh, starring the legend Angela Lansbury. Uh-huh. First on my I nine varsity of murder. Uh, my first answer is she wrote. Yes, murder she wrote. Murder she wrote. Which in the nineteen mm-hmm. eighties, I don't know if you know this, Steve, would draw thirty million viewers an episode. Because there were no options for watching television in mm-hmm. the 80s, and joke murder she wrote was a chart topper. Hmm. There you go. Steve? It's crazy. Um, since I lived in D.C. at the time, I'll, oh, okay. I'm going to go with Osama bin Laden. The, okay. okay. Yeah, that was, yeah, that's what started the list. <laughs> okay. So. Right, that's, okay. That yeah. a, a that natural good. fit. Yeah, good answer. Mm-hmm. Good answer. Um the way Stone Cold Steve Austin would murder Steve Weisers after a big match. That's good. Yeah, so he would, two of them would be thrown to him. Mm-hmm. He, would, he would crack them open. He would slam them together mm-hmm. over his head after hitting a Stone Cold stunner on Vince McMahon, mm-hmm. and then he would absolutely murder them in the center of the ring. Okay. So give me Stone Cold Steve Austin and his Steve Weisers. It's a good one. Thank you. Excellent start. Yeah, Excellent start. Yeah, murdered him. Yeah. You guys Clue fans? Mm-hmm. I'm a big Clue fan. That's the, okay. But you get to live it out whenever you want. Yeah. Next on my I-9 varsity of murders, I'm going with Mystery Party. Murder Mystery Party. It's a lot of fun if you've never done one before. I have done one. It's a lot of fun. We might be doing one soon. Steve? Uh, murder of Crows. It's a good one. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan. I I learned about that from Disney's uh, car- carnival-based animation uh, Dumbo. That's why I learned about a murder of crows. Hmm. They were uh, singing crows. So nice. Yeah. Um, I got a good one. Are you guys familiar with Dwayne Martin? Oh, you're not. Let me no, help you. No, go on, please. Yeah, so I recently heard a story from Brother Balal who said he one time saw Dwayne Martin just murdering Will Smith. So give me that. Give me Dwayne Martin killing Will Smith. Okay. Yep. That's a excellent answer. I got you. Just murdering just, him. Just killing him. 
Next on my I-9 varsity, uh, the 1994 smash hit by Martha Stewart's best friend, Snoop Dogg. Yes. Murder was the case that they gave me. Oh, okay. Song and concept album by the D-O-double-G. Murder was the case. That one I wouldn't have got. I was into it. I was really into it. I was a young, impressionable man. I thought it was really smart. The whole album tied in together. It yeah. Was, it was wild at the time. Okay, pretty good. Okay. Steve? I don't know if I have any anymore. I'm, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve in this segment yeah. is on the list. Yes. Um, this segment murdered me. Don't like that at all. Don't, don't like that. How about, um, and just hear me out on this one. Okay. Okay, because... There's, it, it's going to take a little bit of a walk. All right. I'm here. To get uh, to where we're going. I'm here for it. Here. I'm not going anywhere. Because I thought Steve, I was worried Steve was going to steal this one. Okay. Okay. But he did, he did not. He bowed out. Mm-hmm. Bam. So, because Steve said, I'm only into Osama Bin Laden. And then you said, I'm pacifist after that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He said, Okay. Said no. <laughs> goes, no. Uh, give me, please, Van, if you would. I will. The uh, the what I would call the best murder of all time, okay. which is one line from Ja Rule. Mm, it's murder. Mm-hmm. That is a good one. I got you. That's a really yeah, good one. I got one. you. Last my one? cleanup hitter. Yep. Okay. On my I nine varsity of murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the best one of all time. Okay. It's the king of all murders. And it's Hitler, because did it to himself. Because Hitler murdered Hitler. Yeah. So it's kind of like at the end of Star Wars, where Darth Vader killed Darth Vader, but like, a, but like a human, like a really awful human. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, hmm. that's the best one I think. Steve, you're still out. I'm out. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mentioned it earlier in the program, but we'll close the door with this one. Mm-hmm. It was 2005 whenever in the NLCS, Albert Pujols murdered a ball mm-hmm. off the delivery of Brad Lidge, which I believe is still to this day rotating sure. around planet Earth, Yeah, staring through the then physical representation, but obviously not there mentally, emotionally, or spiritually yeah. any longer as a competitive athlete. Brad Lidge on the mound for the Houston Astros, uh, the greatest murder of all time. I refresh my memory. Who won that series? They got that got interesting, yeah. right? Because uh-huh. um, they can't l- later. Marty joining us on the program. <laughs> Marty, Marty, thanks for saving Fred. Yeah. Marty, how you doing, brother? Doing great, guys. Um, hey, listen, I um, I had not had a chance to talk about the weekend with uh, my New Mexico State Aggies, but okay, I had called. I had called the morning show. Uh, not sure why it was too early for me, but I decided to call. But I called, and one of the points I made to Jeff, and I I didn't mean to insult him in any way, and I okay. I felt I felt that it wasn't a good idea for New Mexico State to take the bowl. I, I just felt that it wasn't because of what had happened. Now, if we had been three, four, five years removed from the incident last year, you know, between the two schools. 
I, I would have said, okay, that's, you know, it's, but the fact that we were probably, you know, less than a year or so, I just felt like it would have been in the best interest for New Mexico State to say, you know what, respect, we respectfully like decline, you know, because to me, obviously, obviously, there was still some bad blood from Jerry Kill's comments, sure. the Pavia incident, obviously the basketball incident. So to me, if I'd have been Mario Mojo, I would have said, you know what, smartly, let's just not go there right now. And I think none of this would have ever happened. Not that it, you know, it was just all talk. But, and, and that's what I was trying to kind of express to Jeff. Right. But maybe, maybe Jeff took it like, oh, my bowl's not good enough. No, it's not. Not that it's not good enough. To me, it was a loose loose, right? You win the New Mexico Bowl, you're like, oh, you won the New Mexico Bowl in your own home state. You lose the New Mexico Bowl, it's like, okay, that's what you deserve, Aggies. Hmm. You know, so to me, from a school standpoint, I would have said, you know what, we're not going there. Let's do this, Mark, because we're at the break. So I'm willing to break this one down, though, sure. whenever we get back. Good call, friend. We're stepping away so we can come back, jump a little bit into Marty's comments on – uh, was it hashtag too soon for New Mexico State Aggies to participate in the New Mexico Bowl? Um, I think my answer is going to not come as a surprise to anyone, but I'll, I'll go into depth on that whenever we get back. It's two men on live from the Albuquerque Duke store. Don't forget, Monday, Thursday, and Sunday Night Football right here on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. The Sports Animal. Friend of the show, Marty Colt, which, by the way, I like him. Sure. Okay. He was talking about the Aggies participating in the bowl over the weekend, the New Mexico Bowl. And he said, was it too soon? Mm-hmm. And he cited a bunch of stuff. So he cited, obviously, the Pavia peeing on the practice facility. He cited the off-the-field shenanigans with New Mexico State. I said shenanigans. Yeah. That's an underplay. Yeah. Um, murders? Of the basketball team, uh, obviously, the men's basketball team has a whole other thing going on with their locker room and sexual assaults, and their front, um, their leadership has been poor. It's been poor. And he said, should the Aggies have waited to play in the New Mexico Bowl, should they have bowed out and, and gone elsewhere? Uh, I have an opinion, and I'll, I'll give it to you before I hand it off to you guys. Hard no. Hard no. Like, the Aggies right now are good enough to play in the New Mexico Bowl. The New Mexico Bowl is a destination specifically for Southwest teams. Right. But the New Mexico Bowl is a destination for teams that win or play second in their conferences. Yeah. Like, this is a good-ass bowl game. With that said, and I like that Marty is excited, and I like that texter who's telling me to forget myself because I'm not – Yeah. that I'm not slurping the Aggie drip. Yeah. The – Here's the thing about your football team, New Mexico State. It hasn't been good ever. And you don't get the opportunity to wait till next year or the year after. Right. You have lightning in a bottle right now. If tomorrow it's a booty season again, like it has been historically forever, look at my surprised face. Mm-hmm. So you can't wait. You can't take that away from Aggie fan and Aggie athlete. There were 30-plus thousand people. At University Stadium for this thing. It's the only way it could have gone down. It's the only way. Right move. I thought it was handled correctly. I thought the bowl 
did a great job of telling the university to stop whining, the University of New Mexico, and they did a great job of telling the Aggies that we're going to treat you as fair as Fresno. Jerry Kill afterwards I thought was weird. That's not the leadership I want in front of my kids. Yeah. But, no, I thought it was, I thought it was handled uh, pleasantly. Um, I'm going to lean super close to you this time. Sure. I am going to agree with you. I think that is the overall correct take. But in Marty's defense, I think that is a, a fantastic idea. I think it's yeah. a super hot take. And it's literally one that I didn't even think about. Right. I didn't even consider them turning the bowl down because of bad blood with not only the university and the events of on campus and then what's going on with the rivalry and all the bad attention they've been getting. Mm-hmm. You take the bowl. Yeah, you, you take, take the, the money. You take the one that's closest to home Where your team- that's going to give you uh, the, the opportunity to showcase your up-and-coming program to as many fans as possible. And they were an absolute bleep ton there. Oh, you're telling me I can play a bowl game in front of the city that has the most of my alumni in the entire world? Yeah. You're telling me I can do that? Yeah. Wild. It's called the New Mexico Bowl. <laughs> yeah. Like, they had every right to come to that bowl game as, as any other New Mexico team. And I don't. And even... I, I, I do understand Marty's sentiment, and it's a good take. He's always a great caller. Yeah. He's got great ideas. I understand that sentiment. Like, it, there's some validity to it. Maybe they shouldn't mess with the UNM at all. Maybe you should just, like, distance yourself as much as possible not to stoke the fire. Yeah. Well, and he but did... you take it. Like, all the X's in the equation point to you, like, this is the perfect opportunity. Of course we're going to be here. He to... mentioned something. Sorry to cut you off, Steve. Where he said he felt it was lose-lose. Like, I think it's only lose-lose because they lost. Uh-huh. You know, if they'd have won, yeah. I think it would have been win-win. Yeah. You know, to where it would have been, hey, we, you know, we, we came here and we won a bowl game, number right. one. That's the goal. And number two, we did it despite the efforts of the the vile UNM leadership and the vile UNM uh, reception and the vile UNM fan base. Who's think Mexico State, New Mexico State Aggies? You weren't playing the Lobos in this bowl, right? You're playing Fresno State. That's a whole other conversation. I mean, that, that's probably I could be wrong, but that's the first time I've ever seen more people on the visitor side of the stadium than the home side of the stadium. Because of the way they see The way yeah, they, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's one of, if not the biggest turnouts in the history of the New Mexico Bowl because the Aggies were there. Of course they're going to take that opportunity to get as many fans there as possible and get the best home bowl advantage as possible. Did you go to the game, Steve? I did not. No. I had to work. We were open that day. Holiday season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it, it feels like, to me, like, it's similar to the fight at the football game prior to the basketball game issue. In New Mexico State. Yes. Yeah. So everybody knew that there was a fight there. There was a potential issue. Yet they came to the basketball game and acted like nothing was going to happen. Uh-huh. There should have been some conversations prior to that to say, hey, let's make sure that we're all good on both sides. Similar to this one. There could have been some other – maybe it happened. I don't know. I yeah. don't know how it all went down this time, but it feels like there could have been some conversation to say, hey, you know, you guys are coming up here. We hope that nothing goes on. Or ver- vice versa, hey, we're coming up there. We just want to – you know, yeah. or through Jeff or through – or however it had to happen. Well, but it feels like everyone just ignores, 
you know, the rivalry part of it. I mean, it's a rivalry. Yeah. But in the end, it's it's a rivalry. It's just a sports thing. It's, it doesn't mean all this other stuff has to go on. In my opinion, you you can't you can't compare them to the big ones. I mean, come on, it's it's never going to be Ohio State, Michigan. It's never going to be Alabama, Auburn. But this is a Apple really – Apple Cup. It's, uh, sure, we'll, I'll let you slide that one in. Thank you. Uh, it's never going to be like one of the big ones, but it's been a fantastic rivalry for a long time with ebbs and flows and swings. Yeah. But the difference is never violent, never any of that weird stuff. You get some, some fist fights at a party, maybe some pushing and shoving at a bar, but it's all, it's all talk. It's all verbal. Because at the end of the day, we're all New Mexicans, and we know how to support each other oh. and handle ourselves – and put our best foot forward for the state. You know, maybe not anymore, though. You know, maybe it's not just a New Mexico change of culture. Maybe it's a United States of America change of culture. Sure. Where it's like, you can't handle that this is play. Mm -hmm. Like, this is all a pretend fun thing. Yeah. This rivalry, this is not Hatfield-McCoy. Right. You know, this is one day a year. One day. And maybe the week leading up to it, because it's fun, because you get to play and travel. Yeah. And you get a new sweater. Mm-hmm. And you get to listen to sports talk, yeah. But it's it's as soon as it's over, it's 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 over. You get the the right. next one comes next year, you know. And and if you cannot, as a fan, control your emotion to where, and I'll just give you an example. If I pulled up the texture right now, the people like the language people are using towards me because I'm not uh, pro Jerry Kill and anti Eddie Nunez, right. or I'm not pro Eddie Nunez and anti Jerry kill enough. Yeah. Like guys, like you got to figure it out. Yeah. Grow up, be objective. Come on. And I'm on your team. Like when you're like, well, Fred, you said this one other time, you know what else I did? Changed my mind. You know, cause that's how, that's how crazy it is to be able to have your own perspective on stuff. Friend of the show, fan of these things. Like the team, the Loba basketball team, the men's basketball team that beats state by 30, whatever points it was the other day, 40, whatever points yeah. it was. And then only beats them by one point mm-hmm. last Friday, which, by the way, we haven't even got a chance to talk about. Right. That doesn't mean that they're now booty. You had a Lobo basketball player on the top ten play. He was the number one play. Yeah. Donovan Denton, for one night, was the number one thing in the whole sports world. Right. Way to go, dude. Everyone celebrate that. But I you- mean, it speaks to a, a topic we talk about a lot on this program. This is entertainment. This isn't your life. You're supposed to be entertained. You're supposed to have fun with sports. It's supposed to be. It's supposed to enhance your playground. Life. It's, it's an a, escape. It's, a, it's another uh, life enhancer. Right. It's supposed to make your life better. Give you entertainment. Let you have fun. Mm-hmm. It's not a be all end all. You no. should not attach your whole personality to a team, a school. Because I promise you. Super hardcore Lobo, fan, Lobo fans, super hardcore Aggie fans, super hardcore insert any team or school here. Yeah. They do not care about you. No. At your, all. your favorite player does not stay up at night like, oh, my God, I disappointed Rick today. Right. No, that's not how the world works. Well, and vice versa, Marty you calls. Should, you, Go ahead. Your baseline happiness should not be swayed by the accomplishments of teenagers who went to the same school as you. Yeah. Grow up. Well, and, and if you're, and Marty's an example. Marty calls and he says, hey, you know, I called the morning show and I felt like my comment got a little misconstrued by Jeff. Justin Bietta, host of the morning show, uh, runs that, is the director of the New Mexico Bowl. I uh-huh. promise you, Marty, Jeff's not mad at you. Yeah. I promise you that. Because Jeff is a pro. 
You know what I mean? And it's like, for how many years has he been doing this? 17, 18? 17, or whatever. Yeah. You know what he's been doing every single year? Growing this thing. Yeah. You know, maybe in the beginning. I wasn't here 17 years ago. I don't know, yeah. boys. You guys could tell me. Maybe this thing wasn't what it is today 17 years ago. Maybe it had a growth period. Maybe it was a, a quote-unquote lesser, or maybe it was perceived differently. I'm telling you what, it's not now. Sure. It sure as heck is not now. Yeah. And if you can't look at this thing and call it successful because you don't identify success as the growth this thing has had over the years, you don't understand what success is. I'll give you another example. Sports talk radio in this town is better right now than it's ever been. We're fortunate to be a part of it. There were periods when it wasn't. Right. You know how I know? I saw. That's why we started this thing, to get this place up and go. So you've got to be real careful. Fan of. Enthusiast for. Yeah. Fanatic is the word I'm going to use. The Cowboys are not good. I'm sorry. Steve, <laughs> are you going to be okay with that? I think I probably will be. <laughs> hey, did you know Shohei Otani didn't sign with the Yankees? You know why? Because the Yankees don't mean to Shohei Otani what the Yankees mean to you. Because they haven't had that relevancy in the last 20 years. Right. Yep. Snap out of it, y'all. Yep. Also, Concur. Also, I would like to put the UNM Lobos versus the New Mexico State Aggies in the New Mexico Bowl next year. That would be the absolute best thing sweet. that could ever humanly happen on this program. It would be so sweet. You know what I would do? I would get two crew, crew cut sweaters, crew neck sweaters, mm-hmm. and I'd cut it right down the middle uh-huh. and I'd sew them together. <laughs> and on one side I'd write cry and on the other side I'd write baby. And as I walked around, I let everyone go, and I go, I know, the shirt's for you. <laughs> this is the year shirt. It's for both of you. Yes. <laughs> Figure it out. Have you ever seen a better drive from under the opponent's basket to your own? Than Donovan did. Than Donovan did. No, so, oh, my God. the most no. stud thing I ever watched saw. that thing a million times. It was like he was a negatively charged magnet, and the rim was a positively charged <laughs> magnet. And I was like, no one's going to stop him. Like, mm-hmm. he's... He's the that best. Was, that was amazing. <clears throat> we stop away to come back and wrap up the program. It's Tumen On live from the Albuquerque Duke store, 95.9 FM and AM 610. Home on Monday, Thursday, and Sunday night football. The sports animal. Got a list here of the uh, top 30 most watched college football games this year. Okay? I'm into this. This stuff I like. Mm-hmm. Do you believe you know what the most watched college football game was this year? Number one? Yeah. I guarantee you I know it. What is it? OSU Michigan. Number two. No. Is it counting bowl games that already happened? Alabama and Auburn. That was going to be my number two. Yeah. I would have had them flipped. Exactly that. Isn't this crazy? Like how many people watch this? And it, it's, to me, doesn't matter what day you put them on, doesn't matter what time you put them on, people make the effort. Yeah. The Army-Navy game also, oh, my gosh, drew a ton of people. Is that, like, a big deal? I didn't know that was a big deal. Uh, so not like, so much to me, but in the college football world, yeah, every year. Good for them. Yeah. Good for them. The ACC drew, no, they did not. The SEC drew the most fans overall, which tracks. Oh, totally. And then independently, everyone watches Notre Dame. 
I'm trying to find the Mountain West. Boise State draws. No. All right, so, yeah, so the Boise State versus Michigan game, or Washington game, that one drew like 2 million people. But otherwise, uh, Mountain West not really in the mix on this list. So there you go. I kind of like this stuff. Like, I, I like to see what the pulse of the country is mm-hmm. on taking in stuff. See, I love I love looking at, like, football versus whatever the most popular non-football show is. Yeah. Because the numbers are staggering. Well, and the So o- many more people the, watch football than anything. The overall of football never loses, like the combined. Yeah. But like you can sometimes get, like, one game will lose. Right. Yeah. But overall, never, ever. Awful Announcing just put out their year-end awards. Did you see this? I did not. So they think Boomer Esiason is the worst broadcaster going. They think Boomer Esiason cannot do it. (laughs) Now, obviously, he hosts a talk show. It's a whole thing. Yeah. And they also, this is kind of fun to me, they put Mad Dog Russo as a tie for the worst of the year, and he just went into the Sports Broadcasting Hall of Fame. (laughs) He's in the Radio Hall of Fame. Game recognized game. Like I understand he's a he's a talented guy. I understand he's a legend at this thing that we do. But I agree with him. It's not for me. That's not my product. A, an interesting sign off. Uh, Real sports with Brian Gumble. Uh, it was his uh, final one just the other day. So there you go. So Brian Gumble's. Oh wow, it's over. Yeah, done with the real sports. Guess we're gonna have to take their place. I'm not interested <laughs> in that life. <laughs> Good show today, boys. Yeah. Steve? Yes, sir. You're open all weekend? We will be open every day until Christmas Eve. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. You're going to be so tired. Yeah. When's Duke City Championship Wrestling Apparel ready? Uh, Sounds like tomorrow. Manana. Okay. Love it. Oh, that's exciting. Bob, good job today. Thank you. Van, final words? Check out the opening drive tomorrow, guys. Good program. I agree completely with that. Yes. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke.